You know what this is like? It's like those old movies we both love. Now I'm going to tell you my whole plan, and then I'm going to come up with some absurd and convoluted way to kill you, and you'll find an equally convoluted way to escape. Sounds good to me. Well, this ain't that kind of movie. Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar, and with me, as always, is... Luke? Nope. nope. Always is Ralph. Yeah. Still, still me. <laughs> Still Luke. Wow. Yeah, let them, you know, let them do that to you, Bob. For you? I already know he's not here always. It's not a big deal. Mm. No big deal. Yeah. Anyway, this is episode, like I said, maybe I didn't say it, 159. I think I yelled that to, uh, to Luke a minute ago. Um, 159. 159. I'm sure that's binary for fuck off. So I'm going to carry on here. Um, today is going to review three films that Luke picked. Luke chose. Well, so, he chose two, but you know what I mean. So those three movies are going to be uh, We Met in Virtual Reality. That's not the beginning of a joke. That is the name of the movie. Um, it is a documentary, actually. And then we're going to review uh, new to Netflix and new to this week, uh, Soul Vibe, straight from South Korea. Check it out. So Soul, obviously, like the city, not like your soul. And then... We're going to end, finally, our long-winded, for me, I found out, long-winded um, Batathon? Batman, Batman marathon we've been doing called Batathon, Batathons, and we're going to conclude with this year's release of The Batman. So, you can always find this episode and all of our other episodes at otherpodcast.com. Uh, now that uh, we're going to end uh, today, this week with... Uh, with the marathon, I can update that part of the site and add that to the to the new thing. You know, add a whole Batman page to it. That'll be fun. So anyway, check that out, otherpodcast.com. And not to mention everything else we've done. Um, but, you know, since everyone looks so awake, Rob, how you been? Tired. See, that's, that's, the, that's the appropriate answer. Well, the truth is the appropriate answer. So if that's what you are. Wow. The truth. The truth. You know what? Can't handle the truth. You just can't. Uh, why can't I handle the truth? I don't know. I mean, I guess if you were like... Uh, how have I been? Uh, I actually... So, I just started a new routine where I wake up like way earlier because I have to do other responsibilities. Domestic I shit? My, I, gotta, I gotta take my kids to school now. So I wake up like at 6.45, 7 a.m. O'clock? No. So... And yeah, now to take them. It's been like the first week because uh, wife started a job. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, Serena Williams also is still in the U.S. Open. Golf club. How old? Uh, Forty-one. Wow. She's 41. Jesus. That's anyway, like, uh, that's like sixty in the real way right? in the tennis world. She's like a hundred. Yeah. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, that being said, like I said, yeah, good, great for her. Yeah. Um, anyways. The, uh, right no, right, not at all. Uh, yeah, so I've been taking him this week. This week's so I've been living off of like minimum three cold brews a day. So yikes! Why, well, dude? I'm at work till ten. So like, uh, uh, R.I.P. Ticker. R.I.P. Bro, it's fucking crazy. What did you say? And what does that mean? 
Ah, uh, the ticker by heart. <laughs> oh, <got it. laughs> yeah. So it's it's an interesting journey, you know. I should sleep earlier. I don't. Uh, so you do this to yourself? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, but besides that, uh, I have this new schedule for the foreseeable future, and uh, for you know, since uh, me and you just, uh, me and Luke just got new schedules um, that we'll be having soon, which well, I'm sure we were going to bring up eventually. Um, conflict with the recording of this show. No, I won't. You'll be on time. Mine will. We'll still have time. You'll be fine. I mean, be fine. okay. Well, you'll if there's be, something to discuss, obviously we'll discuss it. You'll be fine. Okay. Be fine. He's got nothing else to do. No discussion. That's uh, unlike you, no Mr. Cold Brew, I don't drink the coffees. Well, that sounds like you should start buying monsters. <laughs> Anyways. I'm not cutting I mean, off those. I mean, living the hermit life has its pros, and this is one of them. Sure. Okay. How about you? Oh, ironically, uh, I had to go to fucking South Carolina for a week for work stuff. Oh, that's why it's been so peaceful here. <laughs> yeah, shut the hell up. And uh, me being the hermit that I am, I actually like none of the nights I was there I was, did I want to go out with anybody from work and like check out the bars or the scene. I was like, fuck them. I'm going to go to my room. I'm going to play on my Steam Deck. I'm going to chill. My and guy. it was perfect. Did you, did you chip away at that uh, at the uh, backlog? <laughs> sure. No. No, why would you, right? Why would that happen? Right? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, no. How <laughs> many hours of vampire survivors <laughs> did you put in? Uh-huh. We're not discussing that. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But he's clearly right. Yeah, I'm right. It's a very uh, addictive $3 game on Steam. You don't even ask, Oscar. It's, he has, it's, he has $60 games. He has I'm played. not going to lie to you. If we weren't video chatting, I'd probably be playing right now. That's not good. I don't want to hear that when we're not video chatting. I'm just letting you know. Okay, I, did, I did ask for the truth earlier, but that's but, the uh, truth. Yeah. Uh, also, also it, it rained like every single day we were there. So that was cool. So I was like, yeah, it's probably going to rain out. What like, part of uh, North Carolina were you at? South Carolina. South Carolina, sorry, The southern part of South uh, of North the Carolina. The southern part of the Carolinas. Where, what yeah. part were you at? Uh, Charleston. Charleston? Did you get yeah. Charles? No. And was did you buy any Char- Did you buy any Charleston chew? Negative. Did you buy any that's, Charleston chew? That's old man candy. Well, hold on, but you're in Charleston. Don't matter. What? I think when you hey. go to Missouri, you gotta go to Brad. Where? He doesn't get it, but he doesn't. I kind of want to know about this three-dollar game, but not right this moment. Um, I'm gonna just say, like, anyone been enjoying the uh, hot D? Because I have been. The who? House of the Dragon. Oh, I haven't actually seen any of that yet. Oh shit! You haven't? Nope. I just me finished ne- watching. Me, me neither. Uh, wait, you haven't at all, or you just? No. Dude. Okay. Well, okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to do what I do with uh, Game of Thrones. I'm going to ignore the first season, buy it on Blu-ray, and just watch it. It's on HBO right now that you can watch. Why would you ever buy it? Because <laughs> it's funny that way. It's funny to who? Are you, you spinning at the face of karma while you empty your wallet unnecessarily? Is that what it is? No, never. Because you're making fun of yourself. No. Um, Hold on. That's not true. No, never is not true right there. Um, anyways. Okay, well, it's been a fantastic. I thought you guys were all up on it, because I... No, I, I, I well, so, it's, it's weird. I, I haven't wanted to start it, because I feel like it's a show that Ashley wants to watch, but I haven't set a time to watch it with her, to be honest with you. And, you know, she's so busy these days. That's right. Do you want to talk about that, or no? Okay. She's not busy at all, guys. 
Mike Zero. Anyways, um, well, yeah, so... So, yeah. Yeah, when, when you say so, yeah, usually you say something after. Anyway. Yeah, true. So, anyways, um... No, that's yours. Sorry, I'm just fine to look now. Yeah. <coughs> I'm okay, just cool. doing, uh, guy things. How you like me now? No Is this brutal honesty, though? Um, yeah, ah, that's not good. Uh, alright, so, not a great transition, but I'm just going to do it. Uh, we're going to now seamlessly pivot to uh, recent discoveries, which is uh, self-explanatory. It is a part of the show where we discuss things we've talked, um, sorry, things we've seen mm -hmm. between episodes. Uh, Luke, you have a couple things. You yes. have a couple things. You all, oh, you guys are nice watching movies. <laughs> well, I can see yeah. you at least saw something, even if you didn't watch the hot day. So, I saw the Adam Project, which is. Oh, one second. I don't like your abbreviation of that. Go ahead. That's, that's what it is. I don't care. Oh. Then you message it. Continue. Alright, so I finally saw the Adam Project, which is that Netflix exclusively with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Came out yeah. a couple months ago. So, I finally sat down and, well, laid down and watched it when I was, I was in Charleston. Did anyone review that? I might have not been a part of that. Wow. Oh, wow. Hold on. Oh, interesting. I thought you were always on the show. Okay. <laughs> no. Is that but the it was always the first I one. I still want an answer to my question because I don't remember. I don't know. We might have reviewed it or we both watched it at the same time. I can't remember. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, what'd you think of it? Is Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, who? kid. Kid Reynolds. Kid Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, I can see why that kid gets beat in the, mo uh, in the movie because he's annoying. He also asked for it. He does a lot. It's kind of like you. It's, it's, just, it's justifiable bullying at this point. Yeah, it's it, it's if actually Luke was older in a kid's body. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, no, I thought it was okay. It was a cool movie with the whole time travel aspect. I think they did an okay job. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. It was good. I see Netflix, you know, dished out a good chunk of money for this one, so I'm not gonna complain. Yeah, it's one of the first ones this year. Was it this year or last year? Uh, it was this, this year. year. Yeah, this year that came out that they were like random action, yeah, or random type of movie that I think they want a they want a, they want a cornerstone of um, action movies. It seems to be like every one of their big projects are always action. Yeah, right. right. Uh, and then the other one I saw was mm -hmm. Vengeance. Yeah, this one I do want to see. So the, originally, I wanted us to watch this movie for review, but Dude, because it's a rented for all of us. Facts. Right. It was very limited showings, so yeah. Right. It's also on VOD. And it it's like right, very limited showings, but you could rent it on. So anyways, he doesn't buy random shit ever. So I it saw it. it. I can't wait for him to buy the House of the Dragon season one Blu-ray. So, uh, 4K, you know, 4K Blu-ray. Get it right. So, so I saw this on VOD. Uh, and I really, I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Well, uh, because I don't care anymore. <laughs> I do recommend it. Yeah. You know? uh -huh. The only problem is I had one problem and that was with BJ Novak himself as playing the main character. And I think the character he's trying to play, he just looks too old to portray this character. Okay. So but you're ready for, like, 
Hasn't BJ Novak kind of always looked like that? Even in the office, he looked too old to be what he was. No, he looks way older in this one. But there's some scenes where he looks really good, and some scenes I'm like, dude, is he like 50 now or what the fuck? So, but overall, I don't want to spoil much of it. Definitely good to good watch. It's about podcasting in a way, so hey, kind of meta. In a way, like the way Tusk is about podcasting. Right. I, yes. I, you see, you don't remember because it's not really about podcasting. I don't remember Tusk. Oh, whatever. dude, there's a walrus. <laughs> I, I remember that part. Spoiler alert: there's a walrus. Cuckoo, <laughs> uh, cuckoo. Yeah. Uh, and then the last watch? one. I did a horrible uh, homework today. Sorry, we, uh, Ralph saw this with me. Yeah. We saw it in his backyard. We saw the live adaptation of Full Metal Alchemist. Brotherhood? Full Metal Alchemist. Brotherhood? Just Full Metal Alchemist. The 2017 version. Yeah. The one that came out in 2017. Okay. I heard about this. Yeah. But I uh, never saw it. Don't care to really. I probably, but you're you're Netflix, better yeah. off not seeing it. Yeah, Netflix has a not a good reputation and live action their shit. Well, I don't think it's it's a, it's a Japanese movie. I think they just got the rights to distribute it in the U.S. Whatever, but they they have it here, the exclusive rights to show it in the United States, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's not, but it's not like like the Adam Project, where I think they funded the whole thing. Uh, no, even that I think is a Sony product. <laughs> Like, uh, no, that's, I meant like whatever they get to show. Sorry. Whatever's original on Netflix. That's maybe I should have mm-hmm. said that. That's what I meant. Um, not but, a big track record. Death Note? Awful, right? Death Note? I don't know. I've never seen Death Note. Oh. I never finished Death Note because of the fan base. And okay. Then it turned me off the rest of it, so. Okay. That's understandable. Yeah. It, it is very emo. Um, yeah. But so, how was it for you, love, this movie? It was. Eh. Okay. Yeah. If eh. I definitely need more. That's what they okay. With. Uh, three out of ten. Oh yikes! That's more yeah. than that's worse than eh. Yeah. Because but uh, <laughs> they they did have the scene with the dog and the girl, so we can still yeah. hear you vaping. But yeah, good good effort. <laughs> I hope you hear it less. That's the point. Mm, doubt it. <laughs> Barely. But um, listen. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was subpar for sure. Uh, there's some fun stuff that happens in it. I'm not gonna lie, but there's some stuff also that's just like, I feel like it's cheated. Like it cheats the show, and it cheats like you try to jam pack. Literally, they were like shove fucking thing down in two hours and fifteen minutes, and we're gonna make this show into two. Hours. They should have just did part one and part two, and it would have been better. And it would have been like, oh, I'm gonna set you know focus in on this part, and that's it, and. Then, the, the, the problem with the movie, and this is why it's kind of shitty, um, is that it has the issue of, like, you, it's only for the fans. It only exists oh, for yeah. the fans. It doesn't exist for somebody who's like, oh, I wonder what this Full Metal Alchemist movie is. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't ever tell you the plot of the movie, or the plot of the, the show, or anything. It just goes okay. along, and it doesn't say... The, eventually, they get to the part where they're like, yeah, we're looking for a Philosopher's Stone. Okay. That's cool and all, but Harry Potter? they barely introduce characters, and it's like mainly by just it's all like fan service, basically. It's all meant for the fans. It's not meant for anything else. And to traumatize you. That's always there. 
but one. I feel like uh, it misses out on a lot of things. They have a lot of moments that are necessary that they have to insert, but they kind of feel weird. But again, they make sense if you still show. It's just it's just a little weird, you know. Um, it's 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 almost like the Veronica Mars movie where it's hard to see it as a non Veronica Mars per- fan. Uh, but um, that's, that is how I saw Veronica Mars, though. Right, but that's but that's done way better. I was going to say that, but that's done way better. <laughs> but at the same time, that's it is. Like, yeah, is <laughs> I was about to. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's a good movie, it's a good movie. But what I'm saying is, like, it obviously, like, relies a lot on, like, fan stuff, you know? There's a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff that you're calling to. So, that's how I feel about this movie. That's where, like, it loses it. And it also, like, it's weird, like, they have, like, the budget cuts are the weirdest thing. Like, his hair is annoying. Oh, his hair is so tragic. He's supposed to be blonde. He's supposed to be blonde, but it's like they dyed his hair, and they were like, you know what, I think you look better with a wig on. And we're like, yeah, for real? Yeah, and it doesn't work. And you're like, bro, like, what? Like, how did you skip uh, out of this? Like, what and they did that to him, but they don't do it to Winry, who's also supposed to be blonde. It's like, what the fuck? It's trippy, bro. But yeah, but besides that, I mean, it's Bowman Hawkins. Yeah. And, and then, like, <laughs> disappears through, like, half the movie because they didn't have the CGI budget, apparently. I don't yeah, know if that's yeah, true yeah. or not. It did, they, they, at least they justified the reason of, as to why he's not there. But yeah, other than that, I mean, <laughs> there's some cool stuff yeah. to see, fan service but it's definitely a miss. That's 100%. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't gonna see it anyway. It's okay. So I, we'll watch the two sequels that are coming out for this movie, and we'll report yeah, we on those. More, we will, we will. Oh, there are more coming. There's, There's already two one. more. There's already one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me know. Well, that's uh, uh, Luke's what he's been watching. Right, and part of uh, yours. Uh, you have a part of mine. Or? Yeah, I have one more. Yeah, I just finished it earlier today, which is called Netflix. Also, OG, and it has a Netflix stamp of approval of OGness. Um. Is a oh, movie yes. with Kevin James, guys. Oscar's second favorite actor, next to Adam Sandler. Um, oh, he's a classic. Is a home team. This is the story about New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton coaching his son's sixth grade football team. These kids do not look like sixth graders. Um, was uh, when Payton was suspended for the entire 2012 season as a result of his role in the Saints Bounty Gate scandal. So they do a fantastic job at the beginning of this movie of um, if you of using Kevin James as Sean Payton. If you don't know who Sean Payton is, I just no, said who I, he I is. don't. I just said who he is, and you should have listened. Okay? Well, and, I know uh, now. Well, obviously. And, Ke- and Kevin James plays him in the movie as a, as him, right? And it's hilarious because they redo all the shots from the Super Bowl when they won, all mm-hmm. these like moments that are in history, and they just like they change, they put Kevin James in all those moments. And I guess if he's talking to everybody, but it, it fits also. They do a good job of making it fit. Obviously, it's so, like a serious like photo, like photo, like no, it's like a, it's like a weird like uh, story. I, I suppose it's, it's based on a true story, but it's like it's like this story about what he did during that year, right? And he went to go play with his kid, and he's trying to rekindle with his kid, basically, right? Um, okay. And he finds football again, like, the love of football or whatever. Anyway, it's bullshit like that for the love of the and game. It, it, and it's it's not a it's not a bad movie. It's an okay movie. It's got. Rob Schneider in it, so you know it already says a lot. He's still alive. But, yeah, he does <laughs> random roles, but this movie like tries to like force a lot of funniness, and only some of it works. Um, and the stuff that Kevin James says is is kind of funny, and they do have like some interesting moments that are good. But overall, it's it's meant to make you feel like it's a sports movie. It does the sports movie thing, um, but it doesn't do it that good. I've seen way better movies, Rudy, of course. Um, and it's just like, it doesn't, 
there's some good stuff. Also, it does have that one guy. What's his name? Uh, Taylor Lautner, the, the the werewolf guy from uh, oh, from uh, Twilight. From Twilight, yeah. yeah. So, but besides that, I mean, it's I don't know. It's it's meh. Um, I just happened to see it because I wanted to watch something levity with levity, and uh, it it did okay for the most part. And then I was just like, yeah, I know what like, you know, whatever. I know um, Yeah. Um, they do a cool thing at the end with the cameo of all the actual Sean Payton. Um, yeah. But that's about it. It's, uh, there's some cool stuff. Like, if I spoiled it for somebody, tough shit. I can't um, even remember the last thing I saw Kevin James in. Uh, the it's last thing that I remember is the one where he Pixels, where he plays the president. He, I never saw Pixels. Um, I think oh, he, he plays the president. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's done something. No, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying for me, like I don't know what the last. No, I know. I, you didn't see Pixels. No, I missed that movie. That trailer came on so much, I didn't want to see it. Wait, wait. Um, Pixels was the one with Adam Sandler, and of course it's Adam. Sandler. Yeah, Did you have to ask that question. Or Rob Schneider. Okay. Adam Sandler is not in this movie. No, right. I can't be. Can't be everyone. Right. Uh, okay. All right, that works. Cool. I, I almost said might be might be that mall cop movie. Wow. That's but I don't, I don't even remember if, I'm, if I if I did actually see that, or if I'm confusing with that Seth Rogen much better movie about a mall cop. <laughs> well, there's Paul Blart mall cop. Is the one you're probably thinking of with Kevin James? Yeah, there's that one, but I don't think I actually saw it. I think I saw the Seth Rogen one. Uh, oh, uh, Seven Report. Wow, that's good. That's exactly what it is. You know, he owns the both. It's like his favorite movie. So like. They give, him, they give him his tautology. He tried to delete him off of digital download. They told him no. Uh-huh. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Anyways, that's what I've been watching. Yeah. Another movie. I'm in the middle of another movie as well. I'm currently watching Me Time, which is a Kevin... Not Kevin James. Kevin Hart movie. Foster? Okay. Uh, no, Kevin Hart. And... Um, okay. Walbert. Okay. Donnie? Marky. <laughs> Come on, it's not that. Yeah, just be realistic. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I know, I know you said it. Funny, I, know, I know you said it now for sure. I know why you said it. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. That's only two walls. I only have two. Right? That's it. Yeah, no, they're not fucking. Uh, what's it called? Uh, one of the other guys. Is it Johnny uh, Drama? Another Wahlberg? Is he? Uh, from Entourage. I wouldn't know. I might be wrong. He's, Whatever, it doesn't matter. He's not the. He's not bald. He's not a Baldwin. Where there's like six of them. Or like a Hensworth, right? There's also like five, six of them. Yeah, or but like they don't. Oh, like How many of them haven't shot oh, a man? Oh, wait, there's so many that you're like, God damn, yeah. you guys related? Yeah, there's a lot of those. What were you saying? Is there like only two of them? Two of what? Wade? No. That you know of? That's, how, like four or five, that's, how, that's how uncultured you are, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like four or five. There's like easily four, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, I'm not super familiar with all of them. I'm just familiar with the two that I know, but like. I'm familiarish with three of them. Well, that's well I mean, I probably have seen them all. I'm saying I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. We've I seen them two. Sure. Like, yeah. you know. anyway. Oh, you know what? I forgot. I have one more movie. I'm so sorry. I okay. do have one more movie. Yeah, and it's actually, I just remembered right now. Yeah, it's an old movie. I totally forgot to add it on there. I, was, I knew I was going to miss something. It's called Boomerang. Have you heard of it? No. Uh, did oh, it come back? Nope. Uh, no. Um, it is with, uh, what's it called? Mr. Showtime himself. Eddie Murphy. Uh, oh. Yeah. Showtime. Um. It's a it's a '92 movie, okay? With no. uh, check this cast out, Oscar. Ready? Because Oscar uh, Luke doesn't know shit. Um, it's Eddie Murphy, uh-huh. Halle Berry. 
Who? Uh, Robin Gibbons, David Allen Greer, nice. Mar- Martin Lawrence, uh, T- uh, Tisha Campbell, Chris Rock, young ass Chris Rock, yeah. uh, John Witherspoon, uh, Brace Jones, who else, who else we got, who else we got here? Eartha Kitt. Huh, yeah. Uh, Eartha Kid was alive. Yeah, Eartha Kid, yeah. Eartha Kid. And that's about, I would say, the big ones uh, that we would for sure know. That's so, a pretty good cast, though. Yeah, it's a really good cast, yeah. So anyways, this is a, uh, I'll read the quick description. It's a, a successful executive and womanizer finds himself, his lifestyle choices have turned back on him when his new female boss turns out to be an even bigger deviant than he is. So basically, um, they do like a role reversal where he gets, he catches feelings for a girl, right? And he's like that a big player, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. He's this big player, and he catches feelings, and then he's the one who gets made fun of. He's the one who gets treated like the girl who got left behind, like he does to all these people, right? Oh. And he finally catches, you know, it's and it's a cool reversal movie, and I feel like it's actually kind of sets up because ninety two is kind of young for like early for this. Hmm. Um, I I don't remember another movie doing this. Maybe you're. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you, you know of an '80s movie that's done this. Um, uh, or, not, not that anything comes to mind immediately now. Right, right. But I feel like I've seen some of some of the role reversal. It's not like the main selling point. This is literally the main selling point of the movie. Um, but this is a movie that uh, we were talking about at work, and uh, where he like he he he's looking for like the perfect girl, and he's like, "Oh, this girl's hot. This everything's great about her." And he looks at her feet, and he's like, "Oh." Like disgusting! Like I, I, I can't do that. Right? And he like talks about it the next day. He's like, oh, yeah, she was banging her, her feet. No thanks. Hard pass. Ghosting. Right? Like he doesn't say ghosting, but you know, he's like, I'm not. I'm done with her. And they're like, bro, you're never gonna see her feet. He's like, yeah, no. But that's all I'm gonna notice. You know, like it's now that I know, it's all I'm gonna ever notice. Yeah, it's a red dot on a sweater. I can't. Right? Exactly. It's a red dot on a sweater. And it's just so funny. It's I think the way he sells it though. He really he's got those facial expressions. Yeah. It's a funny movie for sure. Um. It's about finding himself, obviously, and all that. I mean, it's definitely stuff. during the height of his, not the height height, but like uh, part of his uh, big. Yeah, build, it, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's actually very toned down. And um, I like the message overall, what it's saying. The, mm-hmm. the funniness is in, is like in different areas that you're not expecting. Um, it's definitely more, it's higher humor than what it normally, I would say. Um, what's it called? I thought it was going to be, especially for like a younger Eddie Murphy. But it was fun. It was more sophisticated. I that's also the roles. that's also the role he's playing. He does not play thirty five roles. Okay. He only plays what himself. That is um, tough, that is very tough. Right, exactly. So okay, so yeah, that's the other movie I did see. I just forgot that I saw it because it's actually it was good. Um, I didn't have as many laugh out loud moments as I thought, but there was what the moments did hit. They were there, and Tisha Campbell was made me laugh as fuck, uh, hard as fuck. Because uh, she plays this neighbor who got played by him, mm-hmm. and uh, and then there's this thing in the where she tries to get back with him. And he's like, nah, I'm good. Like, it was so funny like, the way she. It was just really really funny the delivery lines and everything. Uh, very uh, Wilson Home Improvement esque as the neighbor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I want to see it. Yeah, cool. yeah. You should. It's on HBO. All right. We'll it reminds me of Trainwreck. That is a reversal. Yeah. Yes. That is a reversal. But I, I, I think what I was asking before, like, if there was one, like, is there like yeah, one I, I'm pre, just trying to predates think, like, this movie? Predates this movie as in yeah. like uh, a full reversal of like the man being treated like the woman, you know? Yeah. So. Um. So we I'm can sure pay him seventy three three percent of his wage. 
treating him like a woman so we could pay him seventy three percent of his oh. wage. Wow. No, I think in the in the love field. So yeah. So I, I guess he would have to. Um, uh, what's that called? Would you friend someone? Friend zone. Friend zone. Like he would friend zone her, right? Like, right, right, right. That would be the, the appropriate joke. I'm sure he gets paid the same. Anyway. So I went to see Bodies, 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 and uh, here is, you guys heard of this movie, right? Yes, that's a question at the end there. I know of it. It's got that guy that bangs Kardashian, right? You. I no, I don't know. <laughs> you mean uh, Bodies, 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 86% of Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, it has 86%? Oh shit, that's higher than I thought it was because uh, mm, I didn't hear a lot of people talking about it. That's the tomato meter. No, that's that's about accurate. Huh? But about accurate. guys, no, this is what's accurate. The yeah. audience score is sixty nine. That that's too low. Yeah, oh. um, I know. Yeah, I get it. Yes, I know. I'm just I thought that's more of a Luke humor. I don't know why you went there. It's a layup. Like, how do you? You have to. You don't have to. You have to announce that it's four twenty. Uh, you know who does that? 19 years. <laughs> Speaking of which, when a group of rich 20-somethings plan a hurricane party a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, a party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing, fake friends, and one party gone very, very wrong. Um, this is actually a re-release of the same thing I just fucking said, as you can tell by the audio tone now, audio quality of my fucking mic. So I'll repeat it. And the uh, two people that you guys will recognize from this movie, uh, I think, are only going to be the older ones, and that's Pete Davidson and Lee Pace. Everyone that's else. That's the guy that banged the Kardashian, right? I don't know who that. I don't know what that means. I yeah, never yeah, seen yeah. in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my life, but I've never seen one. Anyway, uh, but it's also movie stars. Uh, uh, Maria Baka. Bak- oh, Bakalova. That's the girl from um, from Borat too. Ah. Uh. That's her. She's like the main I, she's star. She's in it. She's the main star. I remember her name. That's how, because I remember she was like a big deal. Was that last year or the year before? I think it was last year. Okay, whatever. Anyway. I mean, yeah, Baklava is not a very common name, honestly. Uh, well, Baklava is very common. Yeah, it is. Or also, how, do you, how do you know that's not a common name? Are you from? <laughs> uh, how many do you know, personally? <laughs> oh, nothing. But I also don't know any pace. Doesn't mean that I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, movie stars Amanda Stenberg, Rachel Sennott, Sennott, maybe, Chase Sui Wonders, Myhaila um, Harold, Connor O'Malley. Okay. This movie, it is very fun. You said 86%, sounds about right to me. It was way more entertaining than I thought it would. It yeah. doesn't overstay its welcome whatsoever. Um, it, isn't, um, it isn't a slasher exactly, it's more like a murder mystery. Um, about misunderstandings and red flags and a lot of like, obviously pop culture, youth oriented terms and whatever. But set just is like a modern version of a heroes of a of a thriller <laughs> of a thriller whodunit murder mystery slasher basically. And um, I found it very enjoyable, even though it's like a movie, one of those movies where you don't root for anyone, you know, like you root for one. For a while there until you know everyone really betrays each other so um but it's a fun movie i recommend it uh for you Ralph. i think you like it you think um, i'll be fine if oh. I'm... Hmm? you think i'll be fine if i win by myself 
Yeah, I mean, I always do too. So. Well, I listen. I know. I know you guys are both loners. So, are you asking if your wife will I, like it? Is that what you're asking me? No. Or no. If like, you give me a specific person, I'll tell well, you. Well, I'm not like. Uh, do I advise somebody for this? Like, you think it'd be better with yeah. off with a friend? Well, it's way better with a friend. Oh, that's what I mean. That's what I, when I say anything like that, my, my wife would be the logical number one choice, but she hates going out anyway. That's besides the point. That's what I hear. Um. Uh, yeah, I would say, I mean, not, not every enjoy- movie is enjoyable with another person, but this one is, like, meant for that. Right, that's why I asked. Yeah, that's yeah, why I said it. it, is. If, if, it yeah. if it would be good by myself, I guess, yeah. Just because that's more likely what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. How much yeah. fan service? Not not at all. It's not about that. Just shut up and watch it. <sighs> okay, I also didn't recommend it to you. I recommend it to Rob, so. Anyway, right, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was w- better and more fun than I thought it would be. And again, short and sweet movie. It just goes in and out. I love the ending when the, when the whole thing comes into a picture, like a great... St- when the movie steps back and shows you everything, I'm like, oh, that's really fucking hilarious, of course. Yeah. Um, now, so that works. Also, did you make up your own uh, description for this movie? No, I did not. I went to IMDb. I usually do. And it actually says that they're rich. I love the fact that it says that. It does. I said rich, too. I might, maybe I said it fast. No, no, you you said it. I love the fact that it says that because oh yeah, I feel like that's a just good opening to be to say that they're just entitled pricks. Probably. Oh yeah, they are entitled pricks, which 100%. is great. Which is already mm-hmm. great. Like, it's, it's a great so much fun. Break. It is so much yeah. fun. I'm already once you, once you kind of embrace the um, like embrace the, the, suck. the the way like the league is the way um, what's that one that. Uh, always sunny. It's like an always sunny thing. Like you're supposed mm-hmm. to hate everyone. I should really watch more of that show. Me too. Same. I still haven't. We're all pretty bad at it. But there's a hard ass. Uh, you uh, show? You show yeah. After we're done with like fam, we have finished yeah. fam first. But yes, we'll make a new um, podcast. <laughs> no, that's already been done. It could barely they, be committed. The cast to literally does that right now. It's fine. And, they, and yeah, I'm it. sure they do it way better. Right. Anyway. Next up here, another horror movie of a kind. I saw Resurrection currently on VOD. But funny enough, as I heard about that, it's, uh, it's going to premiere on uh, streaming uh, in October over at uh, Shudder. So it's coming on Shudder. I should have just waited. But I didn't. I saw it. Um, Margaret, Margaret's life is in order. She is Margaret. capable, disciplined, and successful. Everything is under control. That is, until David returns carrying with him the horrors of Margaret's past. And this movie stars Rebecca Hall, Tim Roth. Ooh. Tim Roth, Mr. Or- Mr. Orange? Right? Yes. Mr. Yeah, that's Mr. Orange. And Grace Kaufman, who plays the daughter. Um, <laughs> Rebecca Hall is like amazing. Mr. a little close to Mr. Shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines. No, it, is, it is a great line. Yeah. Uh, let's not deviate too much here. Um, this is a great fucking movie. It is a pure psychological horror. And what I mean by that is that it is all in her. Like, not in her head like she's imagining. I'm saying everything is in through her mind. Kind of like um, the the princess. What was that movie we saw, Rob, with? Uh, fuck. About Princess the, uh, Lady D. The princess? Uh, Spectre. What's it called? What's it called? The Spe- no, what was it Spectre. called? Yeah, it called Spectre. Spencer. 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 It's like Spencer, but obviously a different and not about a historical person. This is a made-up thing. <laughs> Um, and it's about genuine hardcore. He's like, yeah, it's just about like that, but nothing at all. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like the I know, I know. of it, the feel oh, yeah. of it is accurate. Like how Spencer feels like a horror movie, but it really isn't. Yeah, this yeah, one yeah, is yeah. a horror movie, and it also feels like one. Um, so it's a little more into it, I would say. 
and it goes through some places that I didn't see coming, and uh, this the subtleties and shit that goes on, and the and the progression of her in, not insanity. I'm not saying that because that's not right, but uh, the things that happen, let's just say, is so fantastic. She is a great um, actress. Um, Rebecca Hall, guys, I don't know if you, remember we saw that movie about the house and the husband, the architect that kills himself before finishing the house. Do you remember that movie? House on Haunted Hill. No, no, no. It's called it's called the night something, the night before or something. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm night to remember. Same oh. actress, same actress of that movie, I think. That's the same person. So, okay. check it out, guys. I highly recommend it. It's it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Again, just like the other one. Now these, I expected exact. I expected, and I got exactly what I wanted. I saw both orphan movies. Have you guys seen Orphan? I know of it, but it seems like it was one of those movies that came out maybe after The Ring. And I thought they were just trying to copy the ring. It's not it does, okay. I did come out after the ring, but is I did not like, copy it. The ring. Is this <laughs> like, was at least marketed like the ring? Maybe that's nothing true. to do with Orphan Black, right? No, it's nothing to do with Orphan Black or the I don't know any, I don't know anything about Orphan. Though. Okay. Zero. Wait, wait. Is this the one that ties into the Batman movie that we're about to, that we watched? It's about orphans. Hundred <laughs> percent. You nailed it. I don't know how you did nail it, but you nailed, nailed it. Nailed it. So uh, it's from 2009, the first one, Orphan. Um, I'm going to read the description. It's really quick. A husband and wife who recently lost their baby adopt a nine-year-old girl who is not nearly as innocent as she appears. Um, whatever you guys do, I, w- I would just recommend and say, do n- if you're planning at all to watch this, because I'm going to recommend it to both of you. I think you both will enjoy it. Is it like the bad um, seed? It's more like The Good Son. Remember The Good hmm. Son, Raf? You know that movie, right? With Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Culkin and uh, Elijah Wood are kids, yeah. and they play. Uh, well, Once I don't know. A if bad it's, son. One's a bad son. Let's just say let's, one is a really bad person. Well, like killing you people. You can't be son. called the good son if you're not called if this one of them is in the bad. Anyway, Luke, you're being ridiculous with this mic thing, with this camera thing. Um, I recommend it to both. So this is a campy, very well written short horror movie. For the 2009 version that I'm talking about, the orphan one. Um, and I saw this because I was like, it was one of those misses I've always had. People mention it from time to time. Like, have you seen Orphan? You know, years later. And like, no, yeah. I still haven't seen it. And uh, well, now with uh, the new one, Orphan uh, First Kill, so it's a prequel to the first Orphan. Um, I heard it was also good. So I'm like, I'm, I think I'm going to bite the bullet and watch the first one and then watch the second one. And they were both great. They were both really much better than I thought they would be. Um, awesome. I think you guys will. Enjoy, I mean, this, this is a good campy horror fun. Like, kind, there is no way around it. That's is exactly it, what it is. What type of horror? It's not obviously. It's not like a slasher camp, or anything. Camp horror. Camp, camp as in yeah. a little ridiculous but fun. Crystal Lake. Yeah. No, that's well, a slasher. There's no camping, there's no camp well, those are slashers. Those are, but there's no camping. But you know what I mean? Like camping is as a ridiculous premise that works out because it's funny. Thank not you. funny, but like not funny. Haha. You know what I mean? Like awesome and stylish. Like, kid got drowned in the fucking lake, but he still comes back alive, you know? Kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Are you trying to really pitch uh, uh, Friday the 13th as uh, as uh, as what? A slasher? It is a slasher. But I'm not yeah. saying this is a slasher, though. Um, although I guess no, this maybe, is like slasher it's horror. Like, it's more like a horror. horror femme fatale. It's a femme fatale. You know, I just don't put everything in boxes. I mean, well, look at I know. Me. I wasn't trying I don't to. Label well, yeah, shut do. up. <laughs> Maybe you put things in boxes. You wouldn't okay, be so disorganized. Look, look. Okay, I'm gonna mute you now. Hold on. I'm gonna mute you. <laughs> you, you can shut up. Anyway, 
um, I recommend, especially with uh, you guys, um, I have it on my tins, The First Orphan. Uh, is it the and other one on Netflix? No, it's on Paramount Plus, which you still. Oh, I have Paramount Plus. Yeah, I know. That's how I saw it. <laughs> oh, I'll, so. I'll need your. Uh, uh, I got a new Apple TV. I finally set it up, so I'll need oh, your login. Okay. Uh, sorry, I can't that's agree. tough titties. Go to Ross House. Um, I have a key. I can walk in anytime I want. I know you. I know you can't. I. St- I know. That's fine. Uh, that's, that's his problem. That's not going to help you get the password. Just letting you know. Yeah, probably not. I just watch whatever I want on your couch. That's clearly devolved into something. We worked the same days. Un- uncouth. <laughs> Uncool. Mm, not um, Two months. You guys make it really hard to recommend this movie. Maybe no, you know what? Don't watch it. I'm just gonna spoil the whole ending for you. Ready? Okay, go ahead. No, I'm not gonna spoil it. It's a really good ending. It's a really fun ending. <sighs> Alright, listen, I already got like it five recommendations for you, so I can't really. It is a great twist. twist. No, just watch Orphan. <laughs> hey, how about you I have do to this? One and watch <laughs> you said that earlier. <laughs> Oscar, I have, an, I have a great idea. Well, bodies, bodies, bodies. You were like, <laughs> I want to see that anyway. I'm like, oh, dang, yeah, go watch it. <laughs> Next marathon is going to be the Oscar recommended me to watch this movie marathon. <laughs> I only recommended one movie to you out of these four. One. Uh, over all the years? No, one today, I'm saying. I, I recommended all four to Roth. Sure. You right, you but can't I, do that. I'll recommend the movie to watch. I mean, Oscar what, will have nothing to talk about. He saw them all. <laughs> wait, wait, you recommend me? No, 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 no. It what? would be movies that you recommended us to watch. And that's the third, that's the marathon. Uh, it, wasn't that what the show is? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes we recommend things. I always like, what do you, I, I'm, I'm, now I'm lost. I'm well, actually, I'm, I actually have a good, I have a good pitch for, for a marathon, by the way. But that's besides uh, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're about to get into a break, so you can tell me. Right, so right. let's break because this is this is not a podcast anymore. Uh, we're gonna break. When we come back, we're gonna review our first film of the evening. Jesus Christ, which which is what, Ralph? I mean, Luke. It's not my movies. <laughs> not bad, Luke. Uh, we met in virtual reality. That's not the first movie we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so really vibe. Oh, so yes. It, we can really change this on the phone. Wait, no, I didn't change it on the phone. I changed it last. Oh, you changed it back? No, I didn't. I'm looking at it right now. It says <laughs> little virtual little reality bitch. is the first one. You little whore. Suck a you fuck. little whore. Suck a fuck. We're doing soul vibe, okay? No, we're doing women in virtual no, reality. That was vibe. the first one on the list. That's not how, No, and we're doing okay. soul vibe regardless. So soul vibe is okay. next. Stay with us for fuck's sake. It's ill. Oh, that's a weird word. The drivers. <laughs> oh, you Anytime. fucked that up. You did. The drivers of the Sangi Dong Supreme Team become mired in the slush fund investigation of a powerful person on the very day of the 1988 Seoul Olympics opening ceremony. That doesn't sound like you read it at all. <laughs> <laughs> That is uh. <laughs> honestly, I think uh, Wikipedia has a much better one. You want to read that one? I'll cut that one in. During the middle of the 1988 Seoul Olympics Games, a car chase takes place on the streets of Seoul as a talented crew of baby drivers, known as the Sangi Dong Supreme Team, initiates so to unravel the corruption behind the slush funds. So, so vibe. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> 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 Why do you do that? It's so funny. When he you do does that every it every time. time. You're the only one who does that. He's the only one, yeah. You're so weird about it. 
<laughs> I can yes. predict it too. Um, you should really take like a speech class or something. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right, enough jokes. Okay, so. All right. All right. So it starts a bunch of people I've never heard of before, and I don't want to say their names because I'm going to butcher them. Mm-hmm. So I won't. But this is essentially uh, what I would dub uh, South Korea's. Right, that's the non kami one, right? South Korea? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> South Korea's uh, version of the Fast and the Furious. Like a geography class while you're at it. It's got everything. You it's really got go cars. It's got racing. It's got heists. It's got long ass runways. Yeah, I guess I guess you're not wrong. <laughs> I was literally expecting Vin Diesel at the end of this movie to pop out and be like, "Family." <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you you pitched this movie that way to us before we saw it. Yes, and I would say it did have those feels. I, it did totally have a, a bit of those All energies. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I will go first. I thought it was an okay movie. It had some cool scenes with the racing and whatever. But the very blatant McDonald's product placement <laughs> threw me the fuck off. Yeah, I made this movie and, somehow. And the Coke thing, I think, with the Coke bottles opening up. Yeah. The spoiler of a car. I was like, what the fuck? And, okay. And uh, the time of the movie, it was like two hours and change. 220. Which, 220. Literally, I think 40 minutes could have been cut out of this movie with some of the fucking little subplots that they dropped in. And then they could have very, uh, they could have simplified this whole thing. And it would have made it a lot more tolerable to watch. Oscar? I cannot believe I agree with everything you said. Exactly. This movie was okay. (laughs) And it would have been way better if it was streamlined to 90 fucking minutes. Because um, I would say. Take out more than 40. But yeah, take out a, a chunk of this movie. It was not required. I think that all of the uh, personality and style we were getting already. We didn't need like a whole lot more. I didn't care so much about everyone's motivations. I cared about the two bros in the beginning. You know, and maybe, That's what it one, or been. Two, maybe one or two others, sure. But all that, there was enough time without requiring... Um, all this extra stuff, you know, but uh, but on the other hand, I can I can see people enjoying the extra this extra heist, this extra scene, the tension maybe building for them. I just don't know that worked for me necessarily. I think we got there at the at the end point felt the same whether or not it was there. You know what I'm saying? So, so. the only thing I thought of was like I, may, may, I don't, I'm not too big on South Korean cinema or North Korean cinema, depending which one. And <laughs> well, I don't know if, they, one of if it's like a thing that they like the additional drama or the additional things. It's like a more of a character building thing or not. Or, cause I was no, sure they, like, they, Parasite they, they, wasn't like that. No, no. <laughs> but, but, well, Parasite, that was a very thorough movie though. Like you said, like every, you kind of knew the whole family's motivation and everything. So. Yeah. And it was massively streamlined. Every scene had everyone's motivation on screen. That was, that was a different movie. Are you comparing, <laughs> it's like comparing Citizen Kane with I don't know, some like this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the not, Giver. I, the, the Giver. Yeah, there's a sled in it. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, not wrong. Um, and an apple, I guess. Um, yeah, it's like it's like doing that. I'm not doing that. And uh, yeah, no. So, I mean, South Korean cinema is just like ours. It's just different. Just yeah, they have their own three act structures and stuff, and there's different kinds. Um, but yeah. Well, rough, rough. Oh yeah. Uh, sold it. Uh, yeah, definitely could be shorter. Um, 100%. And uh, just more streamlined. I I get what they're trying to do. Um, I feel like they waste a lot of time. Actually, I fell asleep the first time watching this movie. Uh, <laughs> the first five minutes. 
Yeah. Um, just didn't catch me at all. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, why are there Koreans in Saudi Arabia? And then uh, the product placement didn't bother me too much. I mean, it was pointless as fuck. But uh, yeah. I felt like it was... Uh, Did you guys Olympic. watch it in English or, or Korean? I saw it in Korean. Yeah, Korean. Right. So mine defaulted to English. And I was you like, why? Change that. Mine was like, why? Wow. And I thought I was like, hmm, this is like a weird, like, like is it my TV? This is the settings? Like, the lips are kind of off. I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> You're like, oh, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. It's not in Korean. No, no. I mean, if you did, that's fine. I'm not judging you. I mean, I will judge you personally, but. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I saw in Korean. My, my, my things actually changed it to English. Well, I'm yeah, telling it to. And I had to go back and fix that. Yeah. Um,. I was watching the native language. It's always usually better because it helps with their expressions and everything better too. Um, there's not a whole lot to spoil here. So, I mean, I, in, there is, I guess. Um, but let's talk about the story. So, like, there is the main plot here. The main driving force is that these guys uh, are, are forced into making a deal with the cops who are trying to flush out this uh, big-time drug runner, kingpin guy, the dictator. And his two lieutenants, right? Um, and they use these guys, these drivers, these baby drivers, right? That's what you said in the description. Which is yeah, which sounds like horrible. baby driver. Is that like a term? I mean, it's from it's from the movie Baby Driver. Sure. I mean, but, I but is it like use, I don't I don't know. I guess it just means young young drivers that are criminal drivers. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my first time hearing it in a description is my point. Um, and that so, uh, and these guys are forced to to go undercover, so to speak, um, with this criminal organization and drive for them, like do the do the uh, what do you call the dope drops and shit, right? And collect money and shit, and uh, all the while evade uh, evade notice, capture, suspicion, right? As they're making money with this drug cartel, they're you know going to the high rises of of Seoul and all that. And meanwhile, they're, you know, it's a lot of stylish, cool shit going on. Um, like they're cool, badass uh, 80s kids and uh, or 80s, 20 somethings. And, uh, you know, they know their shit about cars. Kind of like, kind of like, uh, you know, what's that other movie franchise? Um, Fast and the Furious, right? Mm-hmm. They know their shit about cars. They know their shit about some criminal elements. They're not killers, you know, but uh, they know a lot, right? And it's about them and trying to see if they can get away with it. So like that's the thing. And do we? Did you like that, Luke? I mean, did you like that as a premise? Did, was it too much? Was it? Did you wish for something a little more homegrown or anything like that? Mm, it took. I honestly thought it was going to be like a rip off of Fast and the Furious, and that's was what I got. Family. Yeah, like, I mean, they don't. They don't. The family you choose, essentially. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I didn't feel the family thing. You know, because I uh, think they were closeness. already they were very close. They were already, you know, family. When we, you know, it's not like they have to build the bonds, right? There's no newcomer they have to build the bonds with. I mean, not really, you know, in my opinion. Um, Ralph, I mean, okay, before I ask Ralph, um, like I think this movie, like if it didn't aim, maybe I don't know. That's part of the appeal, I think, the international appeal, a big ass. The biggest dope runner, right? Doing the Olympics to escape to America. I guess those are big things that people like watching in, in action movies. I just kind of wish it was like more like these guys maybe prove themselves to the old crew because they were gone for so long or however, you know. Like I felt like I would have liked more conflict with them and then roll out this plot in a better, shorter way. I don't know. But uh, my point is that I feel like the movie was, was too long. Yeah. 
And a lot of it didn't super work as far as the stylishness or like the coolness stuff. Um, I don't mean propaganda. I mean, I also didn't like the McDonald's placement, but like it didn't bother me that much either. It was all over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I would say that uh, the. I feel like some of the supporting actors or characters were better or more appealing on screen than the, the main two. You know? there, were, there were some definite characters in this one. Yeah, right. But like, I felt like uh, they had John and they had... I forgot the main dude. Sang Duke. I, uh, I'm going yeah, to butcher a lot of names here. I apologize. Dong Wook and Wu Sang, I think. Yeah, I know. But they also had different... They call each other different things, too, throughout the movie, which also kind of lost me sometimes. Um, but I remember I liked the... Um, the mechanic sister motorcycle gang one. Um, kind of wanted more of her story. Um, I like some of the, the other people. Like I wish like even even the bad guys we got more of personally. Like I feel that they got something cool with, uh, with Kang. But like, which sounds like a bad guy, by the way. Um, but like ultimately they didn't do much with her. You know, uh, they, they, they did more with her assistant, but not with her. Um, yeah, I don't know. And also like what I feel like uh, what is the point of bringing in the Olympics? Like is it like a mark in time? Probably. I mean, it had a, this movie has a very eighties influence, obviously, with the the Night Rider, the color. I mean, everything was super eighties, like eighties yeah. to the max. So. Yeah. yeah. Ralph, anything? Uh, yeah, I thought the whole thing for the well, the Olympics was just uh, a thing for yeah to mark the timestamp the movie to give it a uh, also like a make it feel like the world is still happening and I actually like that about the movie uh, there's always something going on in the world it's not just like it's not just what's going on for that but nothing else you know like the whole like the city yeah. is so busy a way to look at it you know yeah. what I'm saying I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was a, I thought it was an interesting little touch to be brutally honest um, that works that works I wish I did too but I see it that way more I'm saying um I mean, it did kind of influence a little bit of the plot here and there, but like it wasn't major. It wasn't like the the selling point. It wasn't like they were there to rob the Olympics or something like that. Um, <laughs> or, or what was that movie with uh, the Steven Soderbergh movie about those uh, those uh, con not con artists, but like they 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 steal from the Grand Prix or one of those big racing Midwestern races. It, it wasn't like that. It's my point. Um, I forgot the name of it. It flew away. Um, let's get into some some spoilers. We don't have a lot, I don't think. It feels like we don't have a lot, but um, we're gonna get into spoilers for Soul Vibe just in case, and because I, I, I can mention a few things. So, spoilers for this movie starting right now. What is there even to spoil? Well, how the ending happened. Like, I feel like they kind of pulled their punch by not killing their friend. They were torturing. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong at all. I mean, don't be wrong. I mean, I don't know what kind of movie it's trying to be. It's kind of trying to be like the, the heroes win, I, which I get. But the heroes win with can win with some sacrifice or <laughs> or consequence. You know, I feel like um, a lot of their actions. Like, I think the movie almost got there with the main guy like retreating back from the team because he was like, "This is too far, man. I can't do this shit." Like, I feel like the movie should have gone more out with that. And, like, have the character devote to, like, you know, like, this is way too far. This is not what we agreed on. This is not me. Um, and do that a bit more. 
instead of like having him to shoehorn himself back in and kind of waste our time. I feel like it wasted that, you know? Um, yeah. And that goes along with his friend who got tortured. I mean, that was a cool escape and he lets him, he gets him free and all that. I get, that was great. Uh, like I get the sacrifice morally. Um, but he, it wasn't it's like, you know, this guy was like proven like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to torture and kill these. I'm going to put a bullet right through your head and he doesn't do any, you know, I feel like he had him, you know, uh, it's not very convincing at that point. Uh, what would you guys think of those things? Or are you guys were fine with that? Yeah. Family. That's not an that's not an answer. <laughs> it's not always even. the answer. No, 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 it's not. Uh yeah. No, I like I uh I agree with you for the most part. Um I did feel like a lot of it was just like not pointless. She wasn't in. You know oh. what was Shuhan and uh, the uh, the whole thing about that constable or whatever they call the cops, inspectors maybe? Um, prosecutor? Prosecutor, yeah. Trying to talk to, try to talk and, oh, sorry, trying to get in, um, get these kids to see a sense of duty for the country kind of thing. It's like the movie had a few of those, even before that scene, where like the the nature of, the country and its people and the horrible things that, that, that these criminals are doing, right. As to, like to do that for the reason, right. To like stop these bad men, right. These bad people. And like, it's weird how it was just like kind of forced in there sometimes. And it wasn't even the goal of the movie. It was like this weird political thing going on, um, sort of in the background. And then my favorite part of that was my, obviously the main character saying, I don't care about that. I just want to go to America. Right. I think it's like a very like pro-korean thing i don't have like is korea a very like patriotic country it's like oh, i love my country we're number one that kind of thing could no, be that they're driving that sense of patriotism into these kids i don't know you, i mean whatever the point was it, it didn't go far enough to like really establish it so yeah. i don't even think it it doesn't do anything you know it feels like that um, I mean, otherwise, I mean, the car, I mean, that those car chase scenes were my favorites of the action stuff. I mean, they weren't like they weren't like super dynamic, but those that camera was great. The edits were awesome. I loved the, I just loved it. It wasn't like, it wasn't like awesome stunt work, but it was pretty cool. It was like energetic. the Fast and the Furious movie versus like, like the, the newest ones. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a, maybe that's good. Um, but it was energetic. It was, it was a cool, it was a cool rhythm to those scenes. I like that stuff. Um. You know, but some of those, uh, but all you know, some of those uh, cool dialogue scenes didn't make it. Others, others did. So you know, whatever. But uh, I don't really have much else other than that. I just want to bring up those little points. Um, but yeah, those uh, those Coke bottles. That was really bad. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh no, you're not." Gonna- oh, yep, there they go. Pop them off. One, two, three. Cringe. Yep. Anything else on the film? Super short review on this. Short review for a long movie. Yeah, it was, man. I, I really wish I had more, but like, I don't think the movie really asked for much more. I, uh, I don't yeah. know. I thought the movie didn't do a horrible job. I thought it was some of the stuff worked out really well with his driving. They did a good stuff. Um, I just feel like uh, their fashion was on point. Yeah, their fashion was on point. You want those Jordan 3s? No, nah, I don't like those. No. I'll go no. return them then. I don't know anything about shoes. So, we're going to move on now. That is a far review of Soul Vibe. Short and sweet, like we wanted the movie to be. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our next film, which is what, Luke? The Batman. No. 
<laughs> we met in virtual reality. I can't be mad at you because that's a good joke. Um, yes, we met in virtual reality. Stay with us. Filmed entirely inside the world of VR, this documentary captures the excitement and surprising intimacy of a burgeoning cultural movement, demonstrating the power of online connection in an isolated world. This is an HBO original called We Met in Virtual Reality. Yes. The title explains the movie. In a nutshell, this. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. <clears throat> One of those kind of movies. It's like Dr. Strangelove. Not at all. I'm joking. No, what? That movie doesn't explain shit. No. <laughs> well, in a way, it does. All right. So, this whole, so, the purpose of this movie, it's a documentary, obviously, and it captures the video game footage of VR chat, the video game. I, uh, by the way, anyone here into VR at all know this world? Uh, like VR chat or VR proper? Let's start with VR chat and then VR proper. I know of VR chat. Mm -hmm. I've never used it, though. But I remember this guy used to do like these really cool videos in VR chat where he would like interview people, mainly like in the military. And these like kids would like tell their stories of like all, like, all the crazy shit that they encountered. And like they were only able to ever do it through like VR chat. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so never used VR chat. I just know of it, and I don't really have any VR stuff. So, so not nothing much on VR other, no. uh, that's outside of VR chat either. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had like one of those VR goggle things that came out when I got like a, one, of, one of my Samsung Galaxy phones, and I probably put it on for like five minutes, but the quality was like, eh. So. Oh, the quality was bad. So I heard that, um, like, if you get like, a, I don't want to say a real one, but a more modern a, one, yeah. like the Oculus. For example, um, that you can it's, get it's like seasick. You can get seasickness, or you can get like like it could affect yeah, you. Yeah, people negatively. people do get like some fatigue negatively. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of my friend's kids, uh, nine or ten, he got a VR recently. Uh, I saw because, that. Yeah, he's, I snapped it because um, he got it from his uh, one of the related second cousin. I don't know what he is, but some other family member who uh, used it only once or twice because it gave him this. Horrible effect, and like I don't want to play it anymore. So I'm like, oh, give it to this kid, man. Right. So, what about you, Roth? Any any experience with this shit? Uh, absolutely not. What? Why are you, are you acting like Luke now? Absolutely not. I said. No, I know that. But I'm saying, like, do you want to? Would you? Would you buy a PSVR two? Would you? No. Would you do VR chat? I'm saying what they're doing in this movie. Ah, uh, no. I don't think I would. No. Is that I, don't, I don't. I don't think I would. I don't know. No. To be honest, but I don't think I would. Hmm. That's never really intrigued me. Uh, joining a world like that. So. Um, I well, that's just to round it off. I have no experience with VR at all. I've never done any of it. Um, doesn't mean I don't want to. I definitely want to. Just haven't. And I would probably use VR chat honestly if that's still a thing, um, which seems to be like it is. So now this movie, this yeah. documentary. So is it is this a first of its kind? I need to ask that. I you mean, know? actually, I was going to ask you certain things like that, like because you might have more expertise or watch more things like this. I've never seen an entire movie set in VR. No. Okay. I've seen a lot more, man. But like, <laughs> and I saw so, that episode of Community. But so uh, with the whole VR, so the whole thing is captured in the thing. So it's pretty much whatever avatar that they were using. In VR chat is whatever we saw through his right. eyes, right? Yes. 
So what did you think of like the camera work? So this- I don't. Yeah. So I, I'm. I, I, I actually have some questions, te- technical questions that I probably won't get answers to, um, which is not the point of the movie. But I have questions as to how they made this. Like, is this like? Were they like? Is this like a playback? The entire thing is a playback, exactly as how the characters playback that they're footage, they're using the footage from, exactly how they saw it. Like, if they move the camera at this point, that's what they have to use. Or is this like a like a um, like a retelling, almost like a flashback of a of a video file of some, of some kind that you can move within, manipulate that. and stuff, right? Manipulate and stuff. That's what I don't mm, know. No, I think it was the first you know? one. Like, it's yeah. like if you were it's streaming it, you, this is like the captured video. Yeah. So whatever happens, it's you capture right. that raw, like, like using old footage, right? And you you can't change the angle of that footage. That's what you have, yeah. right? It's like that. That's how I was thinking too. And if that's the case, I would say this movie's little uh, kudos for editing in a way where, like, I mean, it was it was choppy sometimes, but, but otherwise, like, it was surprisingly more flowy. So at the very end of the movie, it says how it was shot. It said it was shot using uh, that uh, that thing in VR chatter. In, what's it called? Where you just get to do. You're essentially recording, how you guys just said, recording yeah. the room. Like, yeah. So it's not their avatar. You just record whatever goes on in the room. Correct. It's using something else that's like helping record the room. And I think they did like different angles. Because I, I mean, some of the angles like, I, it feels look like cinematic. They just followed a couple families. Some of them did look cinematic. But yeah. But yeah. sometimes, like, there's a scenes where like. The focus changed. Like it would be like on two of like the people in the world, and then they would like they, they would shift out of focus into into the background or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Like I wonder if that's like a in game thing, or it's like a you know how they did that post editing thing. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Some yeah, there's some a little dubiousness even with what Roth said because like I have questions about how. Do they, get, do they have to get? Did they, they? Can they hear everything because they're allowed in in a, in a revolving thing and they recorded everyone's audio, which means that they get everyone's permissions first, or they get submitted their audio after? Like, what? I'm sure that is everything cut into the audio of avatars. Exactly think, what they're saying at that exact time. I don't know. I, don't, I think if like by joining these, I think they all had like. I, I don't know how this works. I'm assuming there's like private servers or private rooms, mm-hmm. and like if they were to go into these private rooms. It was like another thing, like okay, hey, your audio might be used, hmm. but I also think the audio could be like a proximity thing, like if like wherever like the quote unquote camera was, you heard the audio from there because it was the closest source, mm-hmm. and the other stuff you probably heard a little less because it was further out. Okay, that's maybe yeah. No, that's not a bad way to look at it. Uh, obviously, I, I don't remember enough scenes or whatever to like think back. Like, okay, but that sounds generally right. All right. Um, it, so, it sounds like a maybe. It sounds more of an audio uh, challenge than it is a visual <laughs> challenge. Um, than I think it is. So, what do we think of the subjects and everything? Because this is a very point. This is, I mean, for all its uh, oh, the, you know, so the actual people in it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a very okay. point in blank uh, documentary. Of this so, thing, right? I, I thought about this. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. This is why we need to bully kids for their hobbies, so we don't have to see shit like this in the future. You say we have to b- believe kids, bully kids, bully. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wait. Why do we have to bully them? Uh, why it, are we pro bullying on the show? It was. It's a joke. It's a joke. No, I know. I just want you to repeat it. <laughs> no, um, I mean so. 
some of the people was kind of like wholesome. Like you had like the one girl who was teaching people how to do sign language in VR and dancing. And there was another one that was doing dancing. And I'm like, well, that's pretty impressive, especially the sign language one, because that means she needs to have like some type of like gloves mm-hmm. or something that can capture all the finger movements. Because usually with like playing VR games, I see they have like controllers, you know, that you just hold on yep. to like grips. And I'm like, well, you can't really do like intricate finger gestures with. Yeah, those. it's like having the power glove. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so that was like kind of cool. And then, you know, you had the girl doing the online classes for dancing. And I was like, well, that's probably good. That I think that would require like a full body tracking like system, which yeah. I've seen. I've seen tech channels do that, mm-hmm. um, especially like one that's like Linus Tech Tips, where he was like showing like how he's tried to set it up in his house to have like his legs be moved. And it's takes a lot of like like sensors and trackers like around your house and like on your body to capture all the intricate things of like you know kneeling down or standing up and you know because he was showing like these bloopers of like Hmm. literally like his body would be like the trackers would be misaligned and his fucking body would be like upside down or like his torso would like cave in it was crazy yeah, that sounds. sounds so I, I, I'm wondering, like, what what the hell they're using to get these? Like, I mean, they're not the smoothest of results, obviously, but it's still pretty intricate. And I think what a normal. Hon- I mean, honestly, it seems like it's do. one of those things where, like, uh, I don't think it's going to go away. So I don't know how much more it'll increase in popularity, but I don't think it'll decrease. It feels like right. it's an ongoing thing. It's uh, where's my Ready Player One suit? Right. What I'm saying is, like, I mean, we're gonna get there someday. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It feels like. We're heading in that direction, and that sounds like fun to me. Um, so yeah, you know, that sounds like great. And we're just watching the uh, the the first years of it, right? This right. is like the first times. So um, and a lot of this took place during the pandemic too. Yeah, they. I think they mentioned that. Yeah, um, in it somewhere um, because they talk about how like they met a lot of people through the when they were in yeah. isolation, right? Um, which again, you know, another <laughs> pandemic project, right? This is one of those. Um, yeah, so, I don't say it's between a good and a bad one. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say? So what do you think about the, the couple that fell in love and got married? Yeah, so um, uh, I should also say now that we're not going to have... I mean, there's no way to do it. There's no spoiler alert for this movie. It really is just these people's lives, and there's no... Um, you don't see no, them at no, all. There's not even direction to them. It's just no. like it's just showing you this world. It really is. It's not like... It's not like um, you know, the National Geographic's Earth, you know, where you see a bunch of animals. It's not quite like that, but it's almost like that. Except that set to VR with people, you know. Um anyway, that said, um there were the there were the story that was the storyline I remember the most because it was probably the longest. Maybe. Yeah, that was the meat um, and potatoes, I think, of this. Mm-hmm. It was nice, and I really liked uh, um, how that led to a lot of the uh, confessions in the movie. It was my favorite part. It's probably when there's this, uh, there's this like not not a montage because they don't do a montage, but they do this one after another interview about what kind of like led them to this spot, like what what drives them to do the VR chat and talk to these people. And a lot of them give a lot of very personal things about you know what they're going through. Some of them not so much, but like they still enjoy it. Others, you know, like, they went through some shit. You know, and uh, this is the only way they cope with whatever. And like that was a cool thing. That that, that I think that sp- that was uh, springboarded from this couple that met through there. I think one lives in England and then the other in Florida. Oh uh, yeah, in Miami, mm-hmm, Miami. Um, so, which is weird. So, like, they kind of got married in the video game. 
yeah so legality to this yeah i don't know i'm pretty sure they have to probably do it for real at some point yeah. but i'm guessing i have no is it like international waters <laughs> I, I, I don't <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> probably not because their bodies are not there right i don't know i don't think our constitution's fine-tuned to vr right so or not for constitution our laws whatever you know what i mean um yeah what did you think of them did you find them adorable or like ble- like i don't know good or whatever did you like it? No, I mean, personally, I mean, I think one of the guys, I mean, no, the female was like an exotic dancer. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's like a real life profession. Because I know she was doing it in the game, too. I don't know. So I don't know. That was weird. That's the thing is that we don't really know, do we? No. I mean, we don't really know, right? Um, like, you just have to believe it. But also, like, documentaries can be, you know, kind of fooled a little bit. Yeah. What about you, Roth? Did you buy this uh, couple? I haven't said anything. Uh, not, nothing's really been asked to me. So. Um, did I buy the couple? Yeah, I bought their, their story. Uh, that's probably the most entertaining thing of this movie, because besides that, I really didn't care about the movie at all. I don't really care about their lives. I didn't care about anything, a lot of the things that's going on in this movie, um, the technical aspects of it. They, shot, they probably should have talked more about that. That would have been more interesting for me, because that's obviously what's kind of interesting about the movie is that it's in virtual reality, but we don't know what they're using tech-wise besides maybe an Oculus Quest or a mix of different things. Um, obviously not PSVR because they're doing VR chat, and I don't think that's available on PSVR. At least not to my knowledge. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I don't know. Um, the well, movie didn't really catch me. It was just it was nothing. I didn't really care about anybody's random people's lives. Like it's Okay, that's, that's cool, I guess. It's, but not for me. What made you not engage with them? I get it, by the way. I only engaged with the couple, really. No, I really... Actually, the couple just kind of... It like if it wasn't for the ending, it wasn't really anything that's appealing to me. I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't anything... Uh, what's it called? Uh, just the movie just didn't feel like it was going anywhere for most of the time, besides them just talking. And I was like, this could have been a podcast. You could have just done a podcast or... Uh, or uh, fucking radio or something. Anything else. You could have done the YouTube video. You could have of your guys' POV and shot it. I, in, like, think, I think a short things. movie, a short doc of this would be ideal. Yeah, and the movie felt excruciatingly long. Like, also, like, I had to watch it, like, three three different times to watch, to watch the movie as well. I just, like I said, it just didn't appeal to me at all. And I don't usually docs. It's about something. This is about them being in VR chat. And I was like, and we just grabbed the but your your issue was that they didn't even talk about the the. Well, that's the, not that's not VR. an issue. I said that yeah. would have been more entertaining for me. Okay. Um, it would have been more entertaining to see what what they yeah, because that's kind of something cool because they sort of talk about it, especially the sign language. I actually like the sign language one the best, to be really honest. Because uh, now that I think about it, I'm trying to remember the rest of the movie, um, but it's because at least they had something going on in there that was like a reason for them doing it, like teaching other people how to sign language. Yeah, they were like an ASL group or something. That was right? a really that was a really cool thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, I just was curious as to like how they were doing all the science with if it's like a controller, through a glove, through a thing. You know, like that's, that would be interesting to know because yeah. it would be, you know, how do you teach that? Also, that's. I mean, I guess do, people do, do can we... just do it with their hands. But if they're yeah. in VR chat, how are they seeing their hands if they're not having those gloves? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you're just doing it through a controller, it doesn't matter because you're not doing the actual science itself. That's where, like, 
I, I wonder guess. if they if they fell in love with too much of the premise of having an entire documentary set in virtual reality that the, if they, they had there was no direction. There would they be just, like they, just they would to, show the gloves maybe. Right, like show, like I just feel like this you know. movie was like a long time coming or something for them. Like we were gonna shoot this and I don't know if it was like they just had all this recording and they were like, We have a story here, the main story was the marriage and it just I guess that's cool. But like and then they that's what they got the most out of, so that's where they kind of like and then they just added all the rest of it, like other people's lives. Um but yeah. I I don't know, that's how it feels like it probably went. Also, but maybe that's all though they got for permission. Maybe like the other people are like, no, I don't want to show that part. Or, well, right, either way, either right, way, yeah. either way, either way. Yeah, but, but I said just the premise. It's overall like I don't know, felt very gimmicky, you know. Um, and uh, just my subject matters. I don't know for a documentary. Oh, that's a all, good. It, it doesn't even fall as a documentary for me in a weird way. It's weird. Did it feel gimmicky to you, Luke? Mm, I don't know because at one point I was comparing this to like. I'm like, what can we compare this VR chat thing to, right? Mm-hmm. And I think of Second Life, which is something I always ragged on for the longest time. Is that a but movie? I, I thought that was a game. No, Second Life is like a video game where you kind of like it's role play as like a second yeah, version. No, no I know the game I'm saying. I thought you were, I thought that was something else. Sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah. But I also know like for a while, for a little, Ralph's wife was into that too. So oh. I was wondering if she watched it. So she, I could get it. Did she watch this with you or anything like that? If it took me three times, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um. I, yeah, I don't know what you think of it. I guess no. She probably be just like making fun of everyone's avatars. Uh, my, probably my guess. because they're my not guess. high res for what she's used to in Second Life. She plays Second Life. Wait, Second Life more high res? I didn't. I don't know that. I'm. I play. Yeah, it's like been out one. longer. There's way better packs and stuff that you can get. Of course, yeah. it's yeah, also I, not in yeah. virtual reality. So, but well, that yeah, that's that's heavy. That's a big component. <laughs> that's a big reason. Yes. Um. I I played it once. I just don't remember. Uh, there was another one around Second Life's time in, in View. That's another one, or in NB. What doesn't matter. Whatever. I am Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, this is the. I mean, I like the. I like the. I overall like their message and what they're trying to do. I just wish they found a more dynamically entertaining way to show it. And that could have. I think I, I'm ultimately going to say that if they included. Um, Examples or explanations or like of how this world works more like what we were asking Luke and Ralph. And I think that would have gone a long way to making me appreciate what's going on in the movie. You know, I, I think so, too. But I think it would probably break the immersion. No. I, yeah. As I'm saying, I think they fell in love with too much of the concept of having a purely VR documentary mm-hmm. that it got in the way of actually being like a more entertaining or a good movie, you know, a good documentary. Um because, like, I feel like if this is the 10th uh, a VR documentary, then, like, then you can you can be about the specific people. And even that, you have to do something else. But, like, whatever that means. And, like, you know, I don't know. I feel like there's something missing here. You know, that's the, I think that's what we're all saying is missing something. Yeah. And it kind of made it kind of a struggle to get through. It took me one sitting, but it took me a long one. I, I pa- well, I paused a lot, so maybe, maybe it did take me a few sittings. <laughs> um, but I saw it in one day. Um. Yeah. Anyway, did you did it feel long for you too, Luke? Um. In the, in the way we're saying, I th- oh okay. So for me, <laughs> since I had to have like a really weird schedule change, so I was mm. super tired after work because I had to get up much earlier than I'm used to. So I probably felt a, lot, a little longer for me, mm. just because I was so tired. I was like, I'm gonna power through and watch this. Okay. But overall, no, didn't feel long. No. 
I mean, you watch probably more documentaries, right? Maybe you, you know. Sometimes. Oh, how about this? Did it feel like one? Kinda. Their dialogue? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. This, it was very raw, I'm guessing. So. I mean, it definitely didn't feel scripted. Oh, yeah. That's true. I'll say that for sure. So that's that's documentary. Anyway, um, that's what all I got on the movie. I mean, yeah, there's nothing to spoil really. So we just like I left it open. Um, anything we else we want to say? Anyone? I got nothing. All right, Ralph, you good? Nope. Nope. No, right. no, I pretty much don't like this movie at all. So, all right, um, I definitely don't hate it or anything. I'll never watch it again for sure. But, uh, yeah, I didn't like love it either. Anyway, uh, all right, so we're going to take a break. The last one here before we uh, carry on with our last review, which ends our marathon, and that movie is what? The Batman. Mm-hmm. Stay with us. When a sadistic serial killer begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and questions his family's involvement. The Batman. <laughs> there it is, folks. He said the title. The Batman. 2022. There, there, there it is. Yeah. Who, who's the star? Yeah, go ahead. Twilight Boy. Robert Pattinson. He'll never live it down. Zoe Kravitz. Shipper nice. to the other Kravitz guy? Yeah. believe so. Um, How many Kravitz do you know? Jeffrey Wright. Right, Colin Farrell. Although, phew, good luck trying to recognize him, dude. I drink your milkshake, Paul Dano. <laughs> Are you gonna give nicknames to everyone? <laughs> I uh, want to see how many you remember. Sector Five, John Turturro. Ah, is that from Transformers? Yes, it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't believe I remember that. <laughs> oh boy, I'm ashamed um, of myself. Planet of the Apes, Andy Circus. That's the one you go for. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I they think, would go with Golem because I, all, that would have been the logical choice. Yes, but you're no. the LOTR fan, so uh, and a bunch of other people that I really don't know. Oh, yeah, Peter, Peter Skarsgård, the, the 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 least famous Skarsgård. No, no, you're you're mixing up. The, he's Skarsgård. He's not related to the Skarsgård. So oh, wait, what? Hey, yeah, that's not the, it's not the same. Skarsgård is oh, his Sars- own person. Skarsgård is the the ones you oh, know. Okay. And they have a family. Yes. Illinois' very own Peter Sarsgaard. Illinois. You live here. <laughs> you don't pronounce it, the and, S. And I say it on purpose. I really... I'm Illinois. I'm Illinois. <laughs> See that? that, that? Um, yes. All right. Yeah. Matt Reeves also, by the way. When you mentioned yes, the director. Movies. Matt Reeves. Mm-hmm. And writer. Yeah, co-writer. Matt Reeves uh, for... Okay, Matt Reeves wrote the Planet of the Apes movies. Interesting. Yeah, he did. He also did Cloverfield, the first one. We're all uh, into that movie back then, remember? Yeah. I think he also did um, Let Me In. Not 100% on that one. He did. He did do Let Me In. Okay, sounds right. And then he did the Planet of the Apes movies and the Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been and a while he, for him because the Planet of the Apes movies ended a little while ago. Yeah. and But before that, before all the big stuff, he did Felicity. Five episodes. He That's did the pilot for Felicity. Oh, he did the pilot? He did the pilot for Felicity. Oh, so he set the tone for Felicity directors, huh? Yeah. For the rest of that show. That's what that means. All right. All right. So uh, how do you want to start this? Luke? <clears throat> so this is obviously uh, the f- finale of our Batathon. Mm-hmm. 
where we talk about Batmans. Now, Man. have we actually reviewed this movie? No, we didn't. When it came out in March, we never reviewed it. We came, uh, we started recording, I think, after that, right, Ralph? After the release? Yeah, because I was worried. I was like, did we? Do remember? We might have talked about it. Like, we, we might have it, seen it, but not. We that discovery, was... but it wasn't like, yeah. But I'm saying, I think it was because we came back from our break too late. I feel like that's the answer. But I don't possible. Because I think it was early March. All right, well. Okay. Matt Reeves does not know what a color palette is. He likes this movie dark. It's very fucking dark. <laughs> it is pretty Visually funny. and content-wise, how this shit is PG-13 at some times makes me wonder who got paid off to make hmm. this a PG-13 rating. What would a rated R version look like? It would just have tits. Yeah. I'm saying that's what stops rated R most times. And more fuck. Blood, blood doesn't matter. Blood and gore usually doesn't matter. And, and saying have, fuck. And saying uh, fuck. You yeah. can only think say fuck once to keep a PG thirteen rating. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a really dumb rule. They they care about the worst aspects of why it's a rated R. Yeah, but I'm saying think, that's what it is. Nudity. Think of and, the children. Right. Yeah, as if the children also don't. Well, right. you know, they should see gore and blood everywhere, um, or people dying for that matter. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I was interrupted you. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, so I totally lost my train of thought. So we never probably watched this one or reviewed this movie. So yeah, this is a brand new iteration of Batman. Mm-hmm. It's no taking over the reins for uh, Ben Affleck, I guess. Uh, I would say Zack Snyder, really. But yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah I mean, the DCEU is kind of all over the place. Yeah, know. this has this feels like the least DCU, whatever. Yes. But overall, uh, very enjoyable movie. I think so. Despite its very long runtime, nearly three hours, basically. It's uh-huh. two fifty-eight, right? I literally I broke this movie down in three chunks. You did? Hmm. Yes. I had I to do it in one sitting because uh, I watched it right before recording. So. Oh yeah, you <laughs> had no bother. choice. I had yeah. choice. So, no, yeah. but I didn't mind it. I loved watching it through. All right, but it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was. It's a. Very, like I said, it's very dark though. So content-wise, there's some really weird shit and. It's the darkest Batman I think we've had so far. Hmm. Okay, that's a good, interesting question I was going to bring up. Uh, but before, but, but that's, I'm, I'm, hold, I'm going ahead of myself here. So, um, Ralph, what did, what are your initial first thoughts on this? Uh, I didn't think it was bad, especially for a guy with the uh, beginning of Batman. Yeah, uh, it is like Batman first year or year yeah, one. Yeah, year one. Mm-hmm. Or, but um, for, I already messed up the title. That's okay. That's why I'm here to help you. Um, I, uh, yeah, I do agree that the movie was just dark for no reason a lot of times. Um, like, just excruciatingly dark for no reason. Even in, even in the hospitals. Most well-lit places ever. <laughs> right? Like, <it's> like, <laughs> didn't they pay their fucking bill? Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah even the sunlight that. was dimmed. The sun yeah, was right, dimmed. I feel like, yeah. uh, like yeah. someone put sunglasses on the sun. Yeah, um, yeah but besides that... Uh, What's it called? I thought the movie had like three endings, uh, which is a little interesting to say the least. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was—I had fun with it overall. Uh, I just felt like they did a lot with this movie. And I could be, which is three hours. Yeah, makes sense. But they did a lot, and I feel like it feels like they did a lot. So I guess that's good. I don't know. Right. So you—you feel like they didn't waste <laughs> I feel time weird. doing I don't, a lot I don't, of things. 
Right. I, I don't feel like my time was wasted because there's so much. Yeah. But at the same time, I do feel like my time is wasted because there was so much. <laughs> okay. You get what uh, I'm saying? You have two minds here, it seems. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I just realized there's a rip in my shirt. Anyway, um, so I may be the one that loves it more because uh, it's my second time watching it. I saw it in theaters the first time, of course. And I remember liking it then. And I, I said that this is like, uh, this is Batman meets um, Seven, the movie Seven. <laughs> Uh, no one can hear you, Luke. You're muted. Actually, that's a good that's a good representation. Minus the actual darkness of seven, but it is fucking dark like seven. Even the rain scenes felt like a scene <laughs> from. You know, yeah, I swear. I, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I do. And it has a very serial killer beginning, serial killer tendencies in it. Like I, I will say that I they don't did know. A really, they did a really good yeah. job with Paul Dano's character. Man. I, they really I, did. I think yeah, Paul that's Dano's a really was, weird brother. I think I think Paul Dano kind of steals the show here. Um, yeah, for someone that comes in, in the third act, I mean, he was like his milkshake was stolen. He's clearly bitter about that stuff. Yeah, very bitter. So, the second time around, though, uh, today obviously, I f- was in love with it even more. I really like a lot of the things that goes on. I agree with what Ralph said. For such a long runtime, it felt like they they covered it. They they filled it with things. It wasn't filled with nonsense. It was filled with a lot of things they're trying to do. And maybe they maybe they overdid it. There's a possibility that they overdid it. Maybe they should have cut down some things to make it maybe more memorable on some things. But for me, no. I wanted it all because I felt like they were painting this this portrait, a dark ass portrait. Yes, probably with charcoal or some sort of oil based painting uh, on an old canvas, sure. But like they were painting this portrait of uh, of Gotham as well as Batman's like rise. And uh, it sounds like Dark Knight Rises. I'm not saying that. Um, but in a way, I am. So, And I feel like it did such a good job of it. And having this... Uh, and I think this movie does... Uh, f- focuses on things that I wish we had more in the live-action Batmans. And I think... like the, For example, I think this is the best rendition of Batman as a detective. He's not a great detective. <laughs> but like he is... Yeah. You know, but he's like, but he. They focus on that in this movie way more than all the other ones. The you did get called out for being a shitty detective. Yeah, he actually, I gets called out, right? But like, um, the only other close one is uh, Nolan's Batman, who does some of that, and uh, especially the Dark Knight, he does some actual detective work with his boatloads of money and uh, ability to to research and on the spot everything. You know, um, but like other than that, like I feel this movie captures a lot of the detectiving going on what do you guys think about that and did you want more or would you want more i guess would you i wouldn't mind a batman sequel okay that's positive yeah i definitely would want more of the detective i guess you know i know it's not a word word, but yeah i definitely would want more because i feel i feel like that title's been thrown around so much to batman and we don't see it that often. I know. I know. You're the world's greatest detective, but Rorschach's still better. It's weird, you know? Like, <laughs> it's just... I yeah, him, him and Rorschach are eerily <laughs> close in this one, and that's not a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's where my opinion of it. But yeah, I, I do want to see more. Yeah. I also, I hate to say it, but we're going to need to see... We're going to need to see a better Bruce Wayne. Um, if okay. give us another movie. A Bruce right. what? Before, before we get into the Robert Pattinson real quick, I just want to mention that uh, Under the Red Hood, an animated feature of Batman, shows a great detective as well. 
but like yeah. again, there's not many. Is my point. So go ahead. No, no, there isn't. There isn't. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? When you do get one, a good one, you kind of cling to it and you remember right away. Yeah. Which is like it literally clicked right onto you. Yeah. So what are you saying about Robert Pattinson? You, know, you don't think he's a, a good Batman? Not only Bruce Wayne. Bruce. <laughs> I oh. hate no. I hate that presentation of Bruce Wayne in these movies. Well, there and, is no Bruce Wayne. That's the problem. Well, I was gonna, I was there. gonna say like this movie has a cameo of Bruce Wayne. Right. Literally, yeah. it's like. Or he's mopey bitch Wayne. Yeah. No, it's, it's just non-existent. That's, that's it. It's it's very much Batman Begins Bruce Wayne by this. It's like Batman Begins Bruce Wayne, but in the Dark Knight. It's like in a weird way. I, I hate to say it. So it's not like your interpretation you of Robert Pattinson's portrayal. It's more like he didn't get a chance to portray him in the movie because they, they chose well, him. Like yeah, that. there's so little of it that I, it's not good. You can't even tell if Robert Pattinson will t- I can't tell you if he's going to get a beauty Bruce, Bruce Wayne or not. There's nothing for, for me to work on. Hmm. There's so little for me to work on. Besides past movies, and I can't use past movies because this is a new rendition. Well, I mean, I would say you could use past Robert Pattinson movies to see if whether he could pull off a Bruce Wayne, which I think I, I have done that. I feel like I've agreed that I'm in my own head canon that he could pull off a great Bruce Wayne based on his movies, but like not Batman no. movies. So. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't think he. I don't think he. I don't think he would fuck it up. Yeah, He's I just get think, a to be in it. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. Like you wanted more Bruce Wayne. I was, I mean, for a three-hour uh, runtime, you think you get more. Right. You just, well, that's the thing. For a three-hour yeah. runtime, you think you'd get more Bruce Wayne. There's a lot of shit. The, but there's so much going on. You know yeah, what I'm they're, saying? They're, they're really, <laughs> in a way, there's uh well, there's just what uh let's just call them three. Let's, I'm gonna call them arch enemies. Let's just call them three Batman DC enemies in this one. Name checked, right? Um, they work very differently than in most of the other, especially the '90s schlocky shit, right? Like, um, and another thing I noticed with Hollywood and Batman is that when they recycle their villains, they try to aim for villains that they haven't touched in a while. It's like they purposely they will like like they will not go to Bane yet because it's too early still. Like right, if, but I also feel like I this go to Penguin. Movie, I was like, no, I, I agree, I agree, hundred percent. But yeah. I also feel like this movie did like a red herring. Where they're like, we're going to give you this villain. And you're like, nah, we're going to give you this villain. What do you mean by that? Uh, Penguin and uh, things like of that nature. Yeah, it's like, more like the rise of Penguin, right? It's bit. weird, yeah. Like you're getting like, you think like he could be one of the, oh, like he's going to be something in this. And you're like, no, you're going to get the Riddler. You're going to get, you know. Well, he uh, has a boss. He has Carmine, right? So. Right. He does. Well, it's funny. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you see, mm-hmm. there's little things where you're like, you feel like, well, are we getting introduced to this or where are we going with this? And you're like, oh, no. Whenever they, in the comics, I imagine, whenever they decided that Penguin should be a mob boss type or an enforcer, it, it, they must have, like, I mean, it's a good idea they did that because, like, um, Penguin is a really dumb villain if you don't give him, like, some sort of background in something villainous. You know, that doesn't work, Rob. <laughs> Danny DeVito, Penguin, it's just gothic. It is just gothic nonsense. I, I, I like the role, but because I have nostalgia to it, but it's not, it, it isn't a, a, a good, bat. it's not a good Batman villain in this world that they're building. I hear you. Right? So I'm glad that whoever, I know this is not the first one that does Penguin, that shows Penguin in a mobster capacity, but like, I'm glad they went with that. You know what I'm saying? And they, they also did, um, um, uh, what do you call it? They did uh, 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 Catwoman 
isn't yeah. really Catwoman, of course, but like I think he actually calls her Catwoman at one point, or Cat Burglar or something, um, in the movie. But like uh, this, they did. Uh, they subtly made her a Catwoman based on circumstance, just like uh, Selena Kyle in, um, or I should say, what's her name? Um, in the Dark Knight Rises, what's her name? Big ass actress. I don't remember her name. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who I mean. You know who I mean. They kind of like subtly made her Catwoman, right? And that one, it was just like her goggles were up and she was a burglar. You know, it wasn't like a big deal, right? Like they never actually call her that. She's not like out stealing everything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They never it's, do. Right. It's not they established. Do, they do hint it at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we forgot. I can't remember her name. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, which one? Catwoman, which one? And Dark Knight Rises. I feel like that Catwoman and this Catwoman are similar in the and way Hathaway? that... And Hathaway. Thank you. Um, how they are brought up into this... They're, they're, in their own movies, they they come up more naturally and less like leathery and cat... Look at me, I'm Catwoman with all the <laughs> fucking... Halle Berry. Yeah, and the, right, right. Or the, even Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, but man, what do we think of Zoe Kravitz, though? She's like strong supporting in this one. Almost second lead. <clears throat> yeah, she was very good. I thought, like, she was going to be just kind of like a thing. Maybe, like, lead into something else, like, eventually, like, sequel-wise. But, no, she was really in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I thought she was even... I think she might be my new favorite kind of one. Honestly. I'll say it. I don't care. Um, I really liked her. I liked her a lot. Um, not, only, not only was she charismatic, but I like her backstory. I like her connections to the world and... I even liked her ending. It was great. It was like very. Ba- it was very Catwoman year one too. Like she's gonna go out and be an international burglar and come back later. You know. Yeah, it's I like, think what I, like, what I like about the movie overall, and what fits in good with Catwoman, is that it has it impacts her a lot. This movie, so that's why she's almost like second fiddle to Batman in a weird way. Um, mm-hmm. Or she's a good like not counterpart, but a good like secondary, like you said earlier. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like the movie does a since we're doing such introductions, we have to latch on to some characters because uh, we're being introduced to so many things. Yeah, uh, and plus Bruce, I mean Batman's pretty dark and quiet a lot, so <laughs> you gotta have some people to root for. Solving stuff, obviously. No, obviously, yeah. But like you know, I'm glad we didn't get a pearl scene. I'll tell you that. I was expecting one. I'm like, when are they gonna drop the pearls here? Nope. Uh, remind me. This is your first time watching it. Second. Okay. I wasn't sure if you said it. Um, yeah, no, I'm glad they, did, they don't ever have to do that again. Ever. Ever. Maybe in 20 years. If they don't nah, do they Wait. should eventually. You know, years. People need to know about the pearls. No, everyone knows. I everyone. thought they were, they were going to do the pearl scene when he talks about like uh, the whole thing like, oh, who had the parents killed? I was like, oh, flashback, flashback. Let's go. No, I'm so, I was worried about it in the theater. And I was like, I'm glad they didn't. Um... Um, now what do we, now I think that ultimately what this, what makes this movie successful, I think what it does is that it combines elements from the last two Batman universe movies, Uh, live action. I mean, so I think it combines a lot of the practicality and maybe not homegrown is the right, right, uh, right word, but like something like a DIY, uh, do it yourself nature of, uh, Nolan's Batman with the, the dark, gritty uh, insane fest that is Zack Snyder's Batman. I think you guys agree with that? I think it combines kind of both of those. 
and it kind of makes this like its own retro, like a neo gothic. Like, I can see that. Yeah, I I a thousand percent agree. It is a neo gothic, and I think it is heavily inspired uh, by uh, what's it called, Batman? Wow, um, uh, Nolan's? No, no, no. Yeah, no, I've been like the the setting. The setting, the gothic setting, uh, reminds me of original Batman. Keith oh, Batman. Uh, uh, Tim Burns. Tim Burns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I, every time I see uh, Gotham City with all that architecture, it just reminds me of Chicago. I don't know if they shot any of this in Chicago, and I'm, I'm, I know. Oh, not. they did. A okay. bunch. I mean, like they had to because I'm like I recognize the I like this. But a also, thousand like, percent. That club is like in Chicago. One thousand. Right, but I, I was thinking that, but I also I could be wrong because like they could just be copying our style because this Gotham City has always felt like our city um, for as long as I can remember. Except for oh. Batman 4. Yeah, because we don't have corruption or anything like that in Chicago. Well, we, I'm saying that's what it reminds me of. Man. So much corruption. <laughs> so much corruption. Um, I really like that stuff. I really like how they blended kind of the last two live action series of, uh, of Batman into this like neo-gothic like i said and um because it's like his shoes are practical like they're just like really good workman's like boots right they probably have a steel plating to protect themselves but like you know what i'm saying like it doesn't it's not extravagant even his car isn't extravagant it's like a it's his car it's like a muscle car it's like a muscle no his car is like came straight out of a uh, mad max Fury road it looks like a Mad Max Fury Road car. Yeah, you know he probably grew up watching engine. it or something. Yeah, and then he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this shit." I'm I'm sorry, that car. I don't know about you guys, but it's a badass car. I really love that car, and it has like one purpose, just to get to where he wants to go fast. It, it reminded me very much like a homegrown Batman, like yeah. Batman Year One, a thousand percent DIY Batman. Yeah. So, like, oh, he has no flying thing. He has. He does have a, a, a motorcycle though. At the end, what were you gonna say? So um, I actually looked it up. A lot of the places that. Uh, they used for filming were actually in London and Scotland. She? Like the uh, the Iceberg Lounge, which is the Penguins uh, Club, Yeah, is actually called Printworks Nightclub in London, and it used to be a printing press. For, I mean, a newspaper printing building. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I know they definitely don't use that no more. Um, huh. Newspaper? What's that? Yeah, exactly. Ink? Barrels, ink, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it, but it still f- always feels like Chicago to me. Anyway, oh yeah, oh, like some of the buildings and like the the city sh- things, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like none of the underpasses necessarily, but some of the other stuff. Um, what? That was definitely lower la- well, lower whacker. Oh, maybe I mean underpasses. I'm just whatever. Um, I guess you're not wrong. Um, um. So um, I really liked um, so I really like Robin Pattinson as Batman. I think he has like a very like he he feels the young Batman not just in the and like being new to the, being a detective kind of thing, but like new to like understanding his surroundings and also like new to his own goals. Like he like the really the point of this movie for Batman among others, of course, but the main like soul of batman point is that he is he's not supposed to be out there for vengeance they all call him vengeance right some like the, at some point every character calls him vengeance. Yep. um he's not supposed to be out there for vengeance he's supposed to be out there more for justice right like i mean that's not one-to-one but you know what i mean and he's like his motivations for being a vigilante 
are askew. They're not honed in. They're not as righteous as he thinks he is. But he thinks he's super righteous as he's wrong. And that's like part of the the arc for him in this movie, right? You guys agree with that? Yeah, a thousand percent. That was definitely the plot, I think. So, I mean, it wasn't. It was like an arc, I guess. But uh, yeah, it wasn't a plot. But um, I mean, what? Okay, now let's get into Paul Dan. Oh. I mean, was this guy believable as a DIY serial killer, uh, super genius villain guy? Yeah, he's an orphan. They have superpowers. Do they have superpowers? Sick. Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't. I don't know any orphans. I don't think I know many. They are kind of rare in my world. Anyway, okay. What else made you believe it? Uh, no. Um, so, like the whole aspect of like he was like a you know being being the brother. He did his whole thing, but he also had this whole like side thing where he influenced other people to come and like help him do his bidding to kind of change Gotham and rid him of uh, whatever the hell. To no. change it for the better by destroying it and rebuilding, essentially. Yeah, no, I think he, he was focused on too a, a, much. A pseudo Twitch thing. Yeah, yeah, the or Twitch live thing. streaming. Mm-hmm. The the chat room, uh, the the Doomsday Preppers <laughs> chat room, right? That's what it was. Yeah. Um, I think uh, one great inter- interesting thing that Hollywood, especially, has been doing with villains, especially in big movies like this, but also like a lot of movies where there's where there's classic heroes and villains anyway. Um, is that they make the villains way more empathetic. Like, they, they, they tend to focus in on society's problems that creates disturbed the people like the Riddler, right? And in this movie, it's no different. Like, you think of past Batmans we reviewed. They're not like that at all. They're very little like that. Sometimes they mention that one sentence here of why this person, right? They'll say something like that, right? Mr. Freeze's wife died from this thing that he created. So that excuses the whole thing. Right? He's a villain now. But they don't actually go into it, right? And most of them, they don't. That's the point. He, you know, like even Ra's al Ghul from the Nolan's one, like he has a point, but we don't like, we don't empathize with him. You know, he's not like that. Um, but we do with the Riddler, and I think this is part of the new, not, not, not a new, new, but like over the last generation or so, it's like a new thing in the generationally, that they they kind of make the villains um, right. very so understandable. This guy sucks, but he's kind of got a point, you know? Yeah. And what do you guys think about Like, Do you guys think that's too much complication added to a Batman, to to your Batman? To what oh, I think Batman it's modernizing it. I, mean, I agree, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it's just modernizing it, to be honest with you. I think, it, they, I think actually it adds almost like a human... Uh, Esque slash uh, believable world that they could be in, believable darker world that of disparity that we have, but nonetheless more believable. Yeah. I like what they do with the chat rooms and stuff like that. It's good. Man. Yeah, the Riddler is a lot like Rorschach. You know, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, it's not a understandable person. Right. Kind of really Rorschach mentioned herb. twice as a villain and a hero. Great, because he is. He's both equally. He's a very disturbed man, but also understandably. Uh, Luke, do you like that? Do you like this in your villains in Batman? This new thing we're doing—not they're doing that—that that they're doing. I think so. Yeah, it's like you know—it's not that comical old-style villain where it's like oh, I'm gonna rob a bank, ha ha ha. It's like no, I'm gonna try to. Society made me this way, and yeah. I'm not the only one that feels this way. Speaking of which, his riddles worked way better. This is the best riddles, right? Have we seen out of all the riddlers? I mean, come on, right? Like like Jim Carrey. 
Well, I mean, compared to Jim Carrey, yeah. compared to the 1966 version or whatever it was. I never saw that one. So. Oh, man, you got to see some of those riddles. I mean, Ralph and I had a ball with that. Um, we read a lot, of, a lot of, uh, on those. But they make no sense, that's the point. Th- those make no sense at all. But, like, you think of, um, I mean, how many, uh, Ralph, you see more Batman, especially the animated series. How is the Riddler compared in general for you? Because this is my favorite Riddler now, but, like, what do you, you've seen more? Uh, the Riddler, this is for sure the darkest one, I would say, in my opinion. I think, yeah. uh, I feel like, comparison-wise, I think it's, uh, what the, Not the uh, no. Riddles, mind you, in intellect, I guess. Scheming, planning, he's like a Joker, but like a Joker light, maybe? he has. He's like a Joker with, uh, with money purposes, or different kinds of purposes, like gains and motivations that are different than Joker, right? It feels very similar, which is which makes sense why people kind of like, right? Whatever. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I for sure prefer this one. Uh, this guy's. Uh, there's some other Riddlers in the animated series, but they this one's still probably the best rendition so far. Yeah. Um, and I really like how everyone, even the Batman movies from Nolan. I think at least at least from Nolan, but probably before, they kind of see Batman as like a brute, like a not a super smart, right. like brawler, like he's very good with the fighting and tactics and 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 right all that shit. But like when it comes to genius or whatever, like you know some movies do portray Batman as a genius. Others are like like this one maybe it's like the beginning of maybe like maybe he can be that good in his job to be a great detective and a great uh, tactician or whatever the hell. But, like, all these villains can always dance around him because he's always, like, steps behind them. Like, including right. the Nolan's Joker to this Riddler to Bane, even. Um, or really, Talia al Ghul. Um, you know, so, like, I feel like this is doing the same. It's following that same kind of strategy, right, of Batman as a brute force that should be reckoned with that you can't kill Right, but like he will, ne- he'll like it'll take him too long to catch up to you, really, if sure. you're smarter, right? Because um, even Paul Dano or uh, the Riddler says that in this movie when he's incarcerated, like, like I needed you to step out of the light because I, I don't have any physical whatever. I only have my brain, you know, and he uses it to to good effect, obviously. Um, yeah, this movie. Now you mentioned Roth that this movie has like a bunch of endings. Did that annoy you? Uh, the second one, by the time the second one, yeah, uh, yeah, it did annoy me a little bit, like, it just, I felt like we had a couple of endings, uh, but the first one's a very soft ending, so it was more like an ending of something, you know, mm. of, like, uh, the scene? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really not that, 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 nothing that bad, but the rest of them, the other two just felt like, oh, like, we're still going, you know, like, and by the time we get yeah, the last like one, I was just, 30 minutes going, right, and it wasn't, exactly, it wasn't, uh, we're still going like, oh, it's just like five minutes, and you're like, oh, okay, it was just a scene, we just elaborated on it. No, it was, uh, we yeah. got another 30 minutes, we're ready for a ride, and I was like... Yeah. I mean, oh, no, the flooding hasn't right. started yet. <laughs> oh, shit, really? Okay. The shooting, at, oh, okay, sorry. The the reviving him, or him, him like, with the red flare. I'm like, oh, okay, another one, okay. Um, coming right. in out of the darkness. All very, like, poetically, like, cool-looking, but uh, you're right. I, I also agree. I don't think it needed, like, to have those kind of, like, big periods between, like, a big, like, stopping point between them. Uh, maybe a shorter one would have sufficed better. Didn't feel as bad as Lord of the Rings endings. Some fightings were. I just wanted you to look up. What do you think about those endings? Look? 
right. Yeah, so I thought it was going to end like my first time. I'm like, oh, it's going to end like with, with the whole kid. And he's like, oh, the city doesn't need vengeance. I was like, yeah, he got it. And then it's like, oh, we're still, we're still going. Okay. And he's got the whole thing with uh, Catwoman. I was like, okay, come on. Like, you're you're kind of dragging ass here, buddy. Like, wrap this up. I know you had a budget. You're using every dollar you can, but come on, man. Like, I got it. I understand. I mean, I wasn't like not wanting or hate. I wasn't like hating on the extra endings, let's call them. But like, it did feel weird. Felt like like a weird curveball there. Um, I agree with all of you. Um, one last, I oh, want two last things. Uh, what do we think of this Alfred? Oh, Andy Circus. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad. Not old. Still got I, some- I think they can't fuck up an Alfred. I think I love all the Alfreds they've made. Is that weird? Alfred has been a staple of being amazingness. But he's always amazing. Yeah. Every actor they get, I'm like, I'm like Jeremy Irons, are you sure? And uh, Zack Snyder. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. dude, he's good. Oh, great. and he worked he's out. The funny, sarcasm dude. was fantastic, yeah. Right. And then uh-huh. uh, obviously Michael Caine, excellent, wise right. kind of father figure. Great. Uh, obviously the OG Alfred is, is amazing, more stoic and more background, of course, but still great. He's classic look. He's Very like much- yeah, yeah, but still a father figure, still mm-hmm. knowledgeable. Oh, yeah. He's giving everyone is helping. Every Alfred has assisted in their own way. It's like it's, it's, they have to try to fuck, and they have to actually try to fuck up an Alfred. That, that's how much. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Oh, so I have to come back real quick to something. Oh yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is what you missed out on, Luke. All right, I'm going to give you a riddle from the Batman 1966. Oh, you okay. it up. Okay, all right. All right, all right. All right. Let's, let's hear this, buddy. Okay. Tell me if you interpret them as I do. Okay, what has yellow skin and rights? That's it? What's the riddle? This is one of the riddles. What has yellow skin and rights? Correct. W-R-I-T-E-S? Yes. I don't know. A ballpoint banana. Okay, number two. What What? people are always in a hurry? What? Rushing people. So Russians. Okay? So, what would you say they mean? Okay? So now put them together. Banana, Russian. Someone in Rush, someone Russian is going to slip on a banana peel and break their neck, and that's the whole thing. That was the Riddler scheme that they had to foil. This is the 1960 version of Batman. That's literally the riddles. That this is, is the Adam West Batman. that's literally quotes, and I and I, I didn't want to do the quotes exactly because I did this when we did the review. Yeah, we're, we're um, you should listen to that episode. It's fucking hilarious because I couldn't stop reading review. I couldn't stop reading. Reviews. Yeah, um, there's a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more, but yeah, it's yeah. that's one of the things. For example, it is a trip. That movie is legit a trip. You need to be high to enjoy it more too. Um, anyway, back to our regular schedule programming. Um, there was one more thing I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna talk about. Oh, um, so they do a throwback to an actual one of the Schumacher Batman's in this movie. They probably do throwbacks to everything. There's probably Easter eggs way more than I noticed, but. The, the biggest one, I think, and let me know if you guys agree with this, is uh, remember at the end of Jim Carrey's version of the Riddler, how by the by the time he gets uh, in the insane asylum and Nicole Kidman goes over to visit him uh, because he knows the identity of Batman, because in the movie he finds out that is Bruce Wayne. Right, right. Um, in that movie, in the 90s movie, uh, Nicole Kidman's character goes and asks, like, who is Batman? And he's obviously too crazy. Whatever happened to his brain it went all the way and it made him crazy and he says ah, i'm batman he has like he looks insane and he's like flapping his wings with the with the straight jacket right and you know batman's identity is safe this one they do i feel like they did an homage to that right 
by Batman talking to the Riddler in the yes. in Arkham Asylum. And I felt it in the theater, like the way he says Bruce Wayne, right? It, it feels like he also knew who he was. Okay, I thought that too. But at the same time, then I was like, I don't, I just, I don't know. I was convinced I was, he knew that it was Bruce Wayne. It was, I first. think it was very intentionally filmed that way. And like, it was, it was throwing off Batman and the audience at the same time. Like, but he was like hesitant to say something like at first. Right. So he doesn't give away like, who told you? Right. He doesn't, he doesn't say that. But like, I feel like that scene is an homage to the nineties one. Um, except that in this one, the, the twist that. is that he actually didn't know. He was actually after Bruce Wayne, and he these are two different people for him. Right, exactly. And that was a cool... I don't know. What do you guys think about that scene? Uh, but I thought that was... Really cool. No, I thought it was a great scene, but that actually... I didn't think, I didn't think about that, but it is... He is kind of... He's very bad also in there. Like, mm-hmm. that everything kind of succeeded. And he's like almost just like drunk with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now that he can't talk about it. It's like one of those things where like, now that I'm caught, I can sell you. You know? One of those uh, things that a lot of serial killers apparently do in prison, by the way. Very common. Another riddle for you, right? Uh, oh my god! All oh, right, boy. one last one because I'm I'm almost okay. I'm done with it. What does a turkey do when he flies upside down? What? He gobbles up. <laughs> Number two. What weighs six ounces? Sits in a tree and is very dangerous. What? A sparrow with a machine gun. That's an actual answer. Actual answer. I'm I'm done. You have to watch this movie. Good night, gentlemen. I'm fucking done. We're almost done here. Um, Anything else you guys want to say on the Batman, which I really enjoyed? I like that he didn't have a mansion. He lived in a very posh tower. He did live in a tower. Very posh. Like, oh, John Turturro, by the way, badass gangster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Out of the blue, yeah. My favorite Falcone, by the way. Right, he was Falcone, not Maroni. I always confuse those two. Um, Yeah, my favorite fucking Carmine. We have a lot of them. We've had a lot in the movies. And he's my favorite. He was like menacing for like such an old, like stately, barely says anything. Kind of, he looked great. I love his vibe in the movie. This is why I mentioned that real quick. Sorry. Great fucking role. Um, anyway, sorry. And then uh, you guys have anything else? Anything you want to mention at all? This is the end for Batman now. Bottom. Until the next one. Nah. Everyone good? Everyone good? I am good. Are we shutting off the bat signal now? I'm shutting it off. Okay, press the button. Taking an axe to it, baby. Don't take an axe to it. Um, all right. Um, I also forgot to mention Jeffrey Wright, but he was good too. Whatever. That is the end of our Batathon. Our like 12 long or 13 out of 17. I don't know how many movies we did. Um, but anyway, and that is it for our show. You have been this whole time listening to another movie podcast. Do not forget that we are a bi-weekly podcast, so we come out every other Wednesday. So next time, Raf is choosing the films, and it'll be the start of our newest marathon, which is going to be an ongoing annual marathon. Uh, we did this last year, 2021. That's when we first started. Raf and I covered uh, three decades going back in anniversaries, 10, 20, and 30 years back. And we, anniversaries of movies. So it's our anniversary marathon, volume two. Obviously, we're adding Luke into the mix this time. So it'll be nine nine films. Nine films um, as part of a marathon. And Raf is going to kick us off on that marathon. Raf, what do you have for us? Uh, for the marathon or for the movies itself? Well, since I just mentioned the marathon, I'll do the marathon first and then... Okay. The marathon that I chose for 2012 is Django Unchained. You went with Django. All right. 
right, I left it open to some people, some of them. Uh, I, I'll let you guys know why I picked Django when we say the next movies. So okay. by the time this podcast comes out, I will tell you guys as as to why where Django fell in the, in the, in the overall selection. Okay, I can't wait to hear it. I didn't know it was the whole thing. Um, all right, and then the other two films. I'm going to be watching a horror movie called Barbarian that comes out of theaters next week, uh, or first week of September. I haven't even heard of it. Oh, I have. Uh, and then uh, we're going to watch a movie that's uh, currently on Paramount Plus that we missed out in July. We were busy. It's an animated movie. It's a rendition of uh, Blazing Saddles, and it's Paws of Fury, The Legend of Hake. Or it's technically a remake. Oh, I thought that was still in theaters, first of all. So, secondly, that's great. That's not. Uh, I didn't know that was a Blazing Saddles. It's a Blazing Saddles remake, technically. <laughs> all right. I did not know that. So, all right. Watching, what's it called again? Pause of Fury? Yeah, Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Legend of Hank. Okay. The Blazing Saddles? Does, what? There's no the. I, think I know. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the one I'm thinking. What the f- it's a remake I, I, of that? I did not know this. This is all new to me, Luke. I have not seen this movie. I have no idea. I'm, I'm I can't more wait to intrigued now. wide now. Okay. <laughs> we better yeah, do. so uh, it's essentially a, it's essentially like a, a rendition. Of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably yeah. not approved by... Actually, still it is. Alive. Actually, it is. Is it really? Is Mobile still is. kicking? S- screenplay. Ed Stone, <laughs> Nate Hopper, Mel Brooks. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. oh shit. Okay. okay. Now I really can't wait. To, are I you guys interested now? I wish I knew this before. I would have seen it. Yes. Uh, all right. Those are. I knew about it, but the time by the time we could have, it yeah. was like all right before our, before our thing that we were doing. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Gotcha. Anyway, that's what we'll be reviewing next time. Until then, guys. I am Oscar and Luke and Ralph. See y'all later. You will not remember the last hour and a half of what you have just seen. You will forget the contents of this movie.